Murder, murder, murder. See, it's all of us this time. It's not just yeah. me. It's all of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot we did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Paul's, Paul's giving us a fucking death stare on the camera. Hi, Paul. Well, well, I can't even see you. There's Paul. a light blocking you. It's fine. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome back to the city of Oshwamp. We're here once again for some more fun. Murder. Fun in the not sun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fun in the lack of sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to go around the table and introduce ourselves, hop into the recap, and then uh, have some stuff mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am Don. I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric in this one. I am Paul, and I play Felix Gray, a mystic. Mm-hmm. I'm not Lawrence, and I play Yalun Lo. <laughs> Normally this is Glenn, who will mm-hmm. be here eventually. I'm Eventually. Sarah, and I play Vitora, the druid. And I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim, the paladin. I think you got him backwards. <laughs> I'm Nesgrim, and I play DJ, the paladin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is DJ a paladin? No, yeah, DJ a human. <laughs> I don't know what class I would be. That's a good one. Just a generic human. The yeah, you just be a man. <laughs> DJ the man. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, and I'm John, the dungeon master for the city of Oshawa. Uh Last time we returned... Uh, with uh, the lady at his door after having, you know, killed Adrian and stuff happening in the basement. Uh, weird lady knocked on the door. We uh, had Nesgrim and Ritora hide in the basement because they were covered in blood. Uh, Yalumlo opened the door and invited the lady in. The lady walked inside, completely clad in white, and we discovered that this is the Lady Heartwood the wife, as we eventually discovered, of Arthur. We had some very intriguing conversations with her about some ongoings that she is involved in within the city and a respect for our mutually compromising situations, having been caught meeting Adrian and also having been caught murdering Adrian. You know, effectively... We were caught doing no such thing. Caught... Post murder. Caught post murder. <laughs> she has no idea what Making happened. Making a skin. Puzzle. Yeah, she has no idea what happened. Probably I killed she... no one. My hands are clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your hands are green. Wash themselves. I killed no one. My hands are green. You're in the building. You're an accomplice. Yeah. That's how that works. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to go over the full details of what happened with the conversation with Lady Hartwood. That comprised the majority of the episode last week. Found out some very important things about her, some people that she is involved with inside of the city of Oshwamp. Uh, some shit about Benjamin, some shit about Eliza, some stuff about Arthur, and a lot of things about her in general. We have some theories about who she is uh, in relations to certain groups that are invested in things in the city, and we gathered ourselves and left Adrian's shop for what may be the last time. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. It's our shop now. It's your shop now. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we joined. Uh, we rejoined back at Growler's Tavern having, having left in two different groups, uh, making sure that we gathered the herbs that we knew and recognized along the way. Uh, Felix taking the second journal from Adrian's desk that had some creepy things that Ethier flipped through. And we gathered in Growler's Tavern, had a few more peaceful moments, I guess we'll say, uh, discussing some things going on as we prepared to go up to bed and force distributed keys to all of our patrons. 
Uh, Ethier heard a crow of a raven once more outside of the window. He approached, opened the window, received Malo's wonderful gift of a small piece of page, uh, parchment, inviting him to a feast on the last evening of Elsith. And the invitation was from Lady Hartwood. We concluded with, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we concluded with everyone going upstairs for a wonderful long rest. Uh, everyone taking their long rest, except for Felix. And so we'll be beginning here in a cold, dark room alone. Just Felix and I. Goodbye. We'll Have a good time. Yeah, we'll be back. Is there is there any way I can make Paul bigger? Because genuinely he is obscured completely by the light. Uh, <laughs> or yeah. if you don't mind just I, sliding I will, the light. I'll, uh... Either one is fine. That's fine. I can see you now, Paul. Hello! Because I, I just cut out for like 10 seconds and I see everybody getting up, so. <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. Bye, guys. We're good, thank you. Yep. Uh. By the way, I have started my long rest. Uh-huh, yes. You don't need to sleep during your long rest. You can sit there and read. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we indeed are picking up in the midst of. Uh, so as you are sitting here, Pouring through Adrian's journal. Uh, this is the one that I had indicated before was written primarily in Elvish. Uh, it looks as though a lot of it is written in runic, runic script, uh, but the other instructions inside. Oh, Don, you're making everything very big. Oh, now I can see your full peepers. <laughs> wow. Uh, the other instructions within feel very veiled and detailed at the same time, where, akin to how Adrian spoke, it is the same concept of instructions for the creation of the bloodberries, the recognition that these are fueled and are the potency is determined by the type of person from which they grow, and that oh. different, unique magical properties are imbued into these berries and that this is a reason for why certain people are potentially sought out by this group of people here in the city of Oshwamp. So these Understood. Are, these are fantastic instructions for Adrian to not only know how to embed these into an individual magically, how to harvest them, but also their necessary importance and properties. Okay, and uh, does it say anything about um, symptoms of the individual that these uh, seeds mm -hmm. have been buried in? Uh, yes. I will say it doesn't want to... It doesn't necessarily give you a definitive warning, it says that, effectively, markings that would appear necrotic may appear on the body. Uh-huh. Uh, now, would I, now, would I associate it with the marking on Retora? Yes. Based on, the okay, description, based on the description present in the notebook, 
that these look like small centralized pockets in which the flesh begins to not just die, but begin to effectively deteriorate and almost magically bridge to something else. And okay. it would also indicate in the notebook that these bridges are effectively forms to maintain contact between one thing that exists on this plane and a thing that does not exist on this plane. And as you are reading, Paul, please, mm -hmm. on camera, <laughs> if you don't mind giving me the old courtesy of the tilt down to the die, roll for me. And Is it a flat roll? Uh, so I know the DC. Like I said previously, it is a 50-50 because I know your int save. Okay. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, I'm going to roll, and then I'll show you. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you won? Please don't tell me you won. I didn't won. Oh. Uh. Wait. Up, up, down. Yeah, you're good. Wait, no, I, this way. Five. I saw. Five. So five plus your five is a ten. <laughs> so you, as you are reading through this journal, and you perceive the entirety, and you begin to almost subconsciously mentally put together the runes that are strewn about the pages. It feels as though you're recognizing that, you know how when you flip through a notebook and those people will draw those little flat, like the flip images where it's a small cartoon? It feels almost oh. like that. As you're turning through these pages, you're, because of your mental acuity, are recognizing that something is here. Something is going on in these pages. And you feel this overwhelming... John? Yeah? Can I stop you there? I apologize. Could you could you go back to the flipping of the pages? You cut out. My internet's being booked. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, as you're aware that there is some indication here, and you begin to see this clarifying moment, almost, this realization, this epiphany that there is something in this book. There's something more than just writing. These inscriptions are an actual invocation. Okay. That is when the overwhelming psychic energy, it feels almost as though it starts at like the midpoint of your spine and tingles up your brain. And you feel this lurching sensation as though something cold is burrowing inside of you. This horrifying mental awareness that something is here without being here. You feel the effects of the spell wash over you. And I love you to death, and I have to roll the damage. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't mind, get over here. Oh, my God. How many times do you have in your hand? As of right now, the first set of three. <laughs> okay. It's all the same kind of damage. I don't want to tell you that I already rolled half. 
fine. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. I got very afraid. Okay. How much did you roll? You take 20 psychic damage. Ooh. I flat rolled 14 on the first set of three. <laughs> okay, let me see here. I was very afraid. So, after combat, uh, we came back, so I was at 24. Mm-hmm. So I'm now at four health. Yep. You also, as this psychic damage riddles through your mind... This madness seeps into you. When you would have been reading the journal, would you have been sitting in your bed? Would you have been sitting in a chair, like, in front of the small writing desk? Yeah, in front of the small writing desk. You slide out of your chair to the ground, and you begin recklessly, incoherently, muttering to yourself. You cannot... You can't read any longer the journal that is in your hands. All the words seem to blend together into some jumbled, incoherent mess. You, your eyes shake, you drop the book, and it lays here on the ground in front of you and falls to a close. You open your mouth and you attempt to form words and you cannot. All that comes out of you is gibberish. I cannot tell you how long this lasts. It is not short. <laughs> okay. Um, am I able to move while I'm still muttering and sliding to the floor? I will say yes. It has some pretty vague language in terms of restrictions for what occurs post-spell failure. I will say, yes, you can roll. I will also say, as you're lying here, consumed by this madness, you hear a voice in your head amidst all the gibberish that are you attempting to pull and collect your thoughts and sew them back to some sense of sanity, you hear this voice echo out almost from a deep location that resides inside of you. Where, child? Where? And you don't remotely know what it's asking you the location of. The voice feels completely foreign. And you are sitting here on the floor. I will say, I will still permit you to take your long... Oh, you're back again. Sorry, I apologize. I said, I, I was asking if, um... You said I could roll, but can I, can I get to my bed? Yes. I will okay, absolutely so, let you go, like, lay down and take it easy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to... I'll leave the book on the desk or wherever I dropped it, mm-hmm. and I will go try to try to lie down and rest. Um, 
So what exactly, so I hear where a child where, is it repeating or is that only a one-time occurrence? Only the one time, as you are sitting here in a jumbled, frantic mess of chaotic thought, you hear a voice that is not your own in your mind that says, where, child, where? Um, I'm trying to think. As I'm lying here, I'm going to try and think of anything that I can do. If I can even think to myself. Not really. Again, Not really, it's just, it's too difficult. All right. Uh, I mean, again, vague language in the details of the spell post-failure, at least in context of something like that, I will say that you begin, as you're resting, to start to be able to piece together your own thoughts, but you still, as you attempt to vocalize any of them aloud, effectively speaking to yourself, only gibberish leaves your mouth. Okay. Frantic, and incoherent. In terms, so I'm, even if I attempt to fall asleep, I'm assuming I can't. Um, my psychic focus wouldn't be broken, though, would it? Uh, what was your psychic focus? The one that you don't need to sleep? You would switch to yes. that? Yeah. I would say, because this is a psychic effect, it's an intelligence saving throw, I would actually say that this is a very corner case situation in which your psychic focus would be disturbed and disrupted, and you would need to actually sleep. So I can I can feel that I'm, I'm off. Yes. All right. Because again, right. it, uh, it, it says you cannot take actions, and if you can't take actions, you can't use a bonus action as well, actually. Right. Despite me already use, having used it. Yes, I would say so that this, this breaks perfect. what you have, yeah. Well, not perfect, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to just try to go to sleep. Yeah. And before anything else happens, um, the first thing that I would have done before reading any of this, uh, I would have, me and Ether, mm-hmm. I would have checked him. Um, mm-hmm. So did we find anything? He has no markings on him. No markings? Okay, perfect. Yeah, no markings All right, so I'm just going to lie here and attempt to go to sleep even though I'm mm-hmm. mumbling to myself. And Yeah, you, and... you lay down, you feel definitely disturbed, you feel uncomfortable, uh, you feel a, a sense of foreboding frightening as I think Felix is an individual that deep down would know the potentials of magic would know the potential ramifications based on how you feel I would think that he would recognize that this probably is not permanent but would make the assumption that this is going to last a fair amount of time. And I'm going to call everyone back in. Alright. You would have had five questions had you passed. Now I know the lights work because I've never actually been in there when that's been, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> You're right, Paul. <laughs> you all left me in here alone. What do you mean, Marlon? Right? We were told we to go. We were never alone. Mm. You went to bed. <laughs> you, you inspected well, my body and told me to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw I me mean, beneath here. You know, you had to. Yeah. Had to look for my holes. Mm-hmm. Oh. He, 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 uh-huh. you, he used you, and then he made you leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Oh, I forgot <laughs> to draw the... Uh, the marking on yeah. your hand? It's fine. Uh, so I will say that you all awaken the next morning. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Satisfied your... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you all awaken the next you morning. Know. You know, peacefully, serene sleep, mm-hmm. you know, a nice, nice happy time. And I'll say that you all are, you know, awaking around the same time, and should you want to descend the stairs and come down for a wonderful breakfast, that's your options. Uh, you also can gather your companions. Yeah, it's breakfast time. I am yeah. uh, going to change up my spells all my long rest. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Get yeah, rid of I would have. Uh... Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. That spell's burnt. <laughs> Replace gone. every other spell with Compel Duel. You know, Only have Compel Duel. That's a good idea, actually. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Only Compel the Duels. Hmm. Smite and Compel Duel. If you cast anything else... <laughs> You're doing, doing it wrong. <laughs> doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have gathered my things and head downstairs. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone begins to descend the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul... Uh, oh, very nice. Paul, you awaken refreshed from your long rest as well. Great. That is so good to know. Yep. You wake oh, okay. up. Same oh, limitations. Mm hmm. Uh, am I in the same state that I, yep. that I walked when I went to sleep? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to collect my things. Um, is it easier to move? Yeah, you can walk finely now. Great. Yeah, you're so I'm collect everything, um, including that uh, that fine journal that I collected. I'm going to make sure I um, tuck it away nice and hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, um, I'm going to cover my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, exit the room. Uh-huh. Cover your mouth. It's oh. fine, Sarah. Oh, God. <laughs> As if to block out any noise that I may be making. It's fine, Sarah. Great. It's fine. Yeah. You guys all begin to descend the steps, you know, uh, a minute or so apart from each other. You see that downstairs, there are no patrons here in the morning. Uh, this is about 8, 9 a.m. It's not one of those morning places. This isn't a morning bar. Leo still has to make the bread. Mm. <laughs> make <True>. the bread. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'll say as you descend the steps, you can actually see that the tavern is pretty vacant. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Glenn will be joining us a little bit late, but I will indicate to you that Vorst would have told you that typically in the morning, Grace and Faye have other business to which they attend. Mm-hmm. It's also part of the reason for why the tavern is not open early in the day. I'll say that Vorst is... You hear him doggy snoring below you, like through the floorboards and everything. Very loud. <laughs> and you hear like scratching. Like, <laughs> like he's a floor head. down or like under the floorboards, like a coffin. <laughs> like a floor below. Okay. okay. The telltale voice <laughs> with literal Harry Potter. He's yeah. just like right under the stairs. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I'll say that he's, you know, he's snoozing down below. Harry when, Potter. When, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, so when Glenn gets here, we'll have a forced wake up and join you guys. But the four of you are sitting here, uh, having long rested, and you see Felix descend the steps, hands over his mouth, walking down towards you guys. Um, I just I point over at Felix. Did my 
body offend you or something? <laughs> Felix? Are holes not to your standard? <laughs> so, John. Yep. Can I hear him? <laughs> As you look over at Ethier and he points in your direction, all you understand is... Alright, so my eyes are gonna go wide. <laughs> And then I'm gonna go back upstairs. <laughs> I'm gonna go oh, and then start up the stairs. Yep. And you guys watch as Felix runs back upstairs. Um, Is he okay? I don't. Something that seems much different I than. Mean, we saw you without your shirt off. I, it was not that bad. I don't think it is that much of a problem. Something else must be wrong. Perhaps we should. Um, should we check on? Check on him in some way. Uh, Should we eat breakfast first? Should we bring him breakfast? Is he unwell? I I do not know. Perhaps Uh, we should attempt to... Perhaps he wants to be alone for a minute. We could eat breakfast, and if he has not come back, we can go check on him. And I think bringing him breakfast is probably a good idea. I suppose so. The day before was uh, what was given to us by by Luna and uh, Mm -hmm. and Faye. Yeah. Might have to use the bathroom or something. Perhaps. Maybe that's Maybe that's why he was grabbing. You work so fast. That's why he was grabbing his mouth. Maybe. Um, that's not. That's not. Anyway, uh, to Nesgrim. So, uh, Mr. Nesgrim, uh, what did you find in your? Soul oh, searching yes. last my, night. My story, yes, my my life story oh, that I was supposed to. Your, did your you book. Remember to do that. I did. Yes. Um, so, I was born in Marfley. Real uh, quick, Paul. As you're ascending the steps, you hear these words. You hear gibberish at first, echoing out. And then you hear what sounds to you the familiar voice of Nesgrim. Kind of almost, again, as I had detailed that deeper echo, as though in a litany of voices you can hear one distinctly in the distance. As though a sense of security and familiarity kind of rings out in truth from it. John? Yeah? You as cut soon as you said, you'd hear the familiar voice of Nesgrim. You cut out again? Yeah, yes, it's all good. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I understand. Like, internet connectivity is an issue. Uh, I will say that you have an indication that this echoing is something that feels comforting and trustworthy to you. That amongst all the other gibbering voices, you definitively hear Nesgrim's. So I hear other gibbering voices, uh-huh. and then when Nesgrim speaks, I uh-huh. hear. Uh-huh. Clack. That's good. It's fine. That's probably <laughs> not He understands true. Nesgrim, or he catches a sensation from Nesgrim. He understands Nesgrim. Oh and boy. gets a familiar, uh-huh. like a comforting sensation. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to stop. We also understand list- Nesgrim. You guys still understand speaking Nesgrim. Common. You still are hearing this Nesgrim some... begin to speak common. Okay, it's not some parcel tongue shit that he's <laughs> no, breaking out. It's, <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful, happy time. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like there's two Nesgrims speaking two languages. It's fine. Got it. As soon as I, under- I, I understand any words coming from Nesgrim, I'll stop and listen. Yep. 
You may continue. Okay, so um, I was born in Rarfley. Uh, I know that from what my parents told me. I've never actually been there. Uh, as you know, I was raised in Hryek, uh, under the by the Sisters of Acceptance. My family, being deemed as humanish, was placed into the Bastards' Quarter. Um, both my parents found jobs as woodworkers, uh, and f- one day I was minding my business and saw a child being attacked by three larger children so I intervened three, three yes three large Great. children I will say you don't recall this memory gotcha okay yep understood um so I was taught by I was taught with tieflings uh and even tieflings were afraid of me yep um, great Mm-hmm. Talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple years later, my mother suddenly died of illness, and me and my father burnt her body. Um, as you do, I suppose. Well, how? But, well, for things that are ill, of course. Yeah. Yes. To prevent the spread of infection and such, yes. Uh, so then, following that, I started training with my father about a year later. Um, we existed on the edge of the bastard's quarter. And I became more and more skilled as I trained with my father, and he began to grow more and more old. Mm-hmm. As if you were... Did you also like, grow old at the same time? Like, faster than normal? Look like <laughs> traditional signs of aging. Okay. okay. Just so you also grew more and more old. <laughs> well, yes, of so course. I also It was time, just a strange thing passed. to point out. <laughs> my dad old. My, my dad, dad old. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, time yes, passed. Time passed. Old dad old. <laughs> uh, I became more and more skilled uh, with fighting, and soon me and my father found dead orcs as we traveled west in the ogre pool. Uh, they are white-skinned, or were white-skinned, and marked with a black claw on their chest, uh, which I've seen several times since coming to Oshwamp. Uh, following this, that... This I have scene. a question. Did it appear... As if they had always had white skin, or perhaps something had been leached out of them, causing them to be white after their death, and perhaps revealing the claw on their skin later? Is that a possibility? To make a history check. Oh, I hate that I have to re-roll that. Aww. You see how crooked that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, shit. Hard opposite. It's a nat one. It's a nat one. It was a nat twenty when it was crooked, and then a nat one when I rerolled. I mean, I'll I'll tell you that it was a traumatizing and harrowing experience, and your father did warn you to not approach the bodies, and so you would not have had a good. You would not have had an inspective idea about Mm -hmm. them. You would have had a glimpse and just known they were white, and that's about it. Mm Okay. I'll tell you that their skin at least appeared, just to give you some, because again, genuine memory. Right. Um, chalky. Chalky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, their skin was chalky. I don't know if that answers your question. That's a true Nesgrim response. Is it possible that something happened to them after their death, I suppose? Uh, can I make a history check to see if I've come across something even remotely similar to that with all the bodies I've dealt with or have heard something along the lines of what happens to bodies as they decompose and if that might be like an anomaly to me? 
Uh, I will tell you definitively, uh, sans roll, that is not something that you have encountered in bodies, and you would know that this is abnormal for decomposition. Sure. So, that would be my answer. Again, you've yeah, been yeah. working with bodies yeah. for over ten years, I'm not gonna... Sure. This is like he's pulling one memory out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is a, something I've been doing Correct. Consistency, I think, uh, reduces the necessity for the role. Sure. So. That does seem odd to me. I have not seen anything like that in my years dealing with the dead. Um, chalkiness is not something that generally happens to a body when it decomposes, so it is possible that something else happened to these orcs that caused this. I suppose that's possible. And given what we've seen from the widow's whale, I'm... suppose that may have had something to do with it and also with my father growing sick a year later um he suddenly grew ill and was taken into the care of the monastery i was not allowed to see him uh when you say he grew ill in what way well his face was chalky white oh great <laughs> Christ, Nesgrim. Did you just put that together right here? <laughs> right now? <laughs> Did he go near Would the Would you not orcs? have put that together if I didn't ask you? I probably wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go near oh, the orcs? Therapy. What? Did he go near the orcs and then tell you not to? <laughs> Great. Okay, so some infection of some kind that these orcs definitely had then. Which I've come to know was the rot. Uh, I've seen. Which you are not affected by. I'm sure that's great. Just like the tieflings being afraid of you. I'm sure that is totally fine. Probably, yeah. Um, Should we be. Uh, Vorce knows that the Lady Heartwood. smelled a certain yeah. way? Yes. Did, Did my father smell like that? So, I will tell you that, again, without spoiling definitively anything for Voiced as a character, his sense of perception is drastically more keen than yours. That's fair. Your father would have smelled, you know, I guess foul, but I can't tell you that you would have the nose of a Voiced. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you'll have to ask him when he gets here, because it's also possible right. that you... Do you, you... sniff your dad off Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also possible that you, despite not being affected by it, have some residual smell of that on you, so when he gets here... I mean, someone also drank the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the soil, so it yeah, might smell I mean, like the rot it's, it's, anyway. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be fine. So, um... About five years later, I was finally able to see my father again, only occasionally, however. Uh, I was forced to live in solitude as he became more sick and emaciated. His skin became pale and black circles formed around his eyes, which I've seen here in Oshwamp from victims of the rot. Uh, I made a tearful goodbye to my father as I watched him die and spent my last passing moments with him. Um... I don't believe I saw what they did with the body. No. 
No, you didn't. So I, I watched him die and was ushered out of the room pretty quickly. And then never saw him again. What did your mother die of? Illness. I, I believe I was too young to yeah. identify like which one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then that same year, which is this year, uh, I was told of Oshwamp and what is held within the cathedral, and I left Triac in search of knowledge in Oshwamp. Um, that was earlier this year. Yes, that's why I came to Oshwamp. Mm-hmm. It's very recent. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, I was um, I was sent here by Sister Anna, I believe. Yep. How long ago did you come across the orcs? Six years, if I recall correctly. Uh, Wasn't was Sister it? Anna the suspicious one or something? Yes, yeah, six mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Sister Anna was suspicious. She yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have any reason to think that she was creepy, right? Yeah, as far as Nesgrim's concerned, she was, you know, as described to you, fearful but kind. <laughs> like, scared of you, and therefore kind to you. Sister Tabitha, on the other hand, was a little bit more um, reserved. She was flat-out terrified of me. Um, would not speak to me at all. How, how old were these sisters, Nesgrim? Uh, Sister Anna was 72. Okay, so not... not- young children seeing things but perhaps told by young children about some horrifying thing that they had seen since we know that Benjamin called you the white bone I imagine if that was brought up by every other child that you came across they might grow terrified despite not knowing anything themselves would I have known why they were terrified of me? Like, would I know the story behind how they became to be afraid of me? I would indicate to you that the sisters had a timid nature towards many of the creatures that they worked with because there's a perceived, you know, xenophobic threat from many of them. Again, that's why Hiraiak exists. Again, right. you would know that it was effectively like a socialization training camp. And so there's always the timidity of some kind of bestial or otherwise nature that might be nurtured out, DJ. So they were timid to most of the peculiar. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) My teacher. How many other examples do we know of of people referring to him as White Bone? You you guys told them as you ascended the steps after the the situation with Adrian that he pointed at the two of them Yep. Pointed at Ritora and said Black Earth. Pointed at Nesgrim and said White Bone. Uh, you know Young Benjamin, and and in the poem, uh, that doesn't indicate doesn't directly towards Nesgrim. Him, I'm trying. You want ones mm-hmm. that specifically yeah. correlate to Nesgrim, sure. right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I- I'm asking people directly acknowledging yes, him, him as the White sure. Bone in association with White Bone. Those are the two definitively that I can recall off the top of sure. my head. Yeah, I don't um, think there's any others. Uh, Ethier, do you still have the um, the rubbing that we took? What was it? Just a, a day or two ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> Should have that. And while um, you're, go ahead. Mm-hmm. 
Which one was Before this? Before I would have come down. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have oh, checked it. Mm -hmm. Same size Same as yesterday. Size. Okay. Yeah. So far, it does not appear to be growing outside of the. Uh, the situation with Nesgrim. Yeah. Um, Paul, I will tell you definitively that as everyone else is speaking, they sound like gibberish. You only understand Nesgrim. Uh, two things. Uh huh. Um, how far <laughs> up the stairs did he stop, and do any of us notice him just hanging out up the stairs? Hmm. Uh, Paul, that's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I would. You said I heard it, so but if I had turned a corner, I would have stayed obscured from vision, or at least some vision. Yeah. So, I would say it. it does definitively turn because the beds are located above where the tavern is, so I would say he's... Not visible. Not visible. So unless okay. one of us noticed him not closing a door. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants my to My passive it... is 13. I'm not saying that I was, like, actively paying sure. attention to it. That's my, fair. My passive 16, but I probably would not have been... I would have been tangentially concerned since I was the one that like witnessed him whip around sure. and leave. Uh, I, I'll say then with a passive of 16 it stands out to you that you don't even hear footsteps ascending the stairs. That you hear like the creak, creak silence. Okay. Um, and then my other question was um, hmm? uh, I had picked up a uh, stick figurine in the home of a friend. Uh-huh. Not all that long ago. It happened to have a white face. Uh-huh. Chalky. Um, yeah. <sighs> Very chalky. Um, I'm just trying to decide if I would feel like I had context to... I, like, I, I'm obviously, like, as a player, I'm connecting uh, that. I think when someone dictates... Literally, my father had a chalky yeah. face, and that's why I'm even thinking yes. about it. Yeah, as uh, a player, I, I think that that's um, definitely fair. I'm looking at the rubbing of the home, hmm? and I'm gonna dig in my bag, and I'm gonna pull out the stick figure. Uh huh. And I'm just gonna set it on the table in uh, front of uh huh, Mr. Whitebone over here. Yeah. While they're communicating, I'm gonna stand, realizing that I did not hear. Felix either fully ascend the stairs mm -hmm. or close any doors and proceed to the stairs yeah, to try to, to check the, on the him. base of the yeah. stairs. Yeah, I'll say that you take a few seconds. You walk over. You look up, and you see Felix like the edge of. You wear a cloak, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. You see the edge of like a cloak, kind of billowing down over the area in which it would turn. You see just that slight sure. billowing of a cloak. Immobile. Sure. Uh, I'll ascend the stairs slowly and, and just call it to him. As he, Felix? As he starts going up the stairs, mm -hmm. I'm going to speak into his mind. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can get Felix to snap out of whatever is going on, I would like his input on something. All right, I will do my best. Mm -hmm. Be right back. I'll continue up the stairs to mm -hmm. Felix. Paul, you hear gibberish. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, so when I hear the stairs creaking... Yeah, you hear the stairs. Okay. They don't sound like gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> you actually understand <laughs> them. <laughs> Which, as a player, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hear the stairs creaking, you... It's up to you, man. Like... I'll turn around. Yeah, you see Ether just kind of, you know, peacefully walking up towards you. 
my eyes will go wide. Mm -hmm. And I hear gibberish? Yeah. Alright, I will attempt to telepathically communicate with Ethier. Mm -hmm. And ask, can you understand me? I'll permit you the telepathic communication. You hear in your mind Felix's voice say, can you understand me? Uh, I'll respond back mm -hmm. uh, with the telepathic communication. Uh, yes, I can understand you. Are you okay? You hear it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll respond no, and then remove my hands from my mouth. Mm -hmm. I'll walk up to him and just kind of like grab his shoulder and, mm -hmm. and look into his eyes, mm -hmm. I guess, and try to discern if something's fucking wrong. You can tell something's definitely wrong. Um, Don't know what. Yeah. Uh, can I do a medicine check to see if his eyes are cloudy or something? I would tell you that he is, you know, that same, like, rapid eye movement. It's like of, that. like, locked-in syndrome type mm -hmm. of deal? Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll is my mouth doing anything? No. No one's speaking. I'm not speaking. Correct. Good. <laughs> uh, I'll respond back into his mind. Uh, what what happened? Why are you unable to speak? I uh, read the book, or tried to. Uh, which which book? Yeah. Did any of us know that he took I it? I don't think he so. Didn't I think pull he pulled it out it. in front of any of us, right? Mm -mm. So the only people that might have seen were. Nesgrim and Retor. Uh, but they Retor? were no, uh, they were Nesgrim and Vors. Nesgrim and Vors. And, uh, yes, they, they were yeah. busy cleaning when I correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, no one know. Uh, what 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 book? One of Adrian's. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> and something happened. I take it some sort of magic of some kind. And I'll, res I'll attempt to respond verbally, yes. You hear gibberish come out of his mouth. He goes, ah! Okay, that did not work. Um, so, we are able to communicate telepathically. Um, perhaps it would be good that we remain in the tavern for the day. I believe you may be hauled off somewhere if mm -hmm. you attempt to speak to people outside. <laughs> <laughs> speak to people like that and make shit flip. Yeah. <laughs> the green man. <laughs> or that I'm going real well. Yeah, we don't want this to be a Radgar situation. Yep. Actually, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll just nod. Um, if you would like to come and downstairs. <laughs> and I'll just kind of like take his hand. Uh, perhaps uh, Retorus Ale may be of some help or something I am unfamiliar with. I, I mostly deal with the dead. You are not fully dead. Um, so let, let us go downstairs and tell the others that something is very wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of start guiding him down the stairs. Yeah. So as the two of you are coming I'll back, I'll just follow. Yeah, as the two of you are coming back down the stairs, you pull out the wooden yeah, figure. I put the thing out before facing, he even yeah, went yeah. upstairs. Mm -hmm. um, and after I told him to bring Felix if he could, mm -hmm. I would have started reciting the poem. 
mm-hmm. and connecting black earth and white bone mm-hmm. and starting to puzzle at the rest of this poem mm-hmm. and why he's been indicated as white bone multiple times mm-hmm. and she's been indicated as black earth once that we're aware of mm-hmm. yeah by somehow the only person who we can kind of trust at least what's up dj <laughs> what did you did you miss something you are you're the nurturer I'm the white bone. Widow's whale is white and grows in desecrated earth. Uh-huh. That's... See, somehow we are the personification of... Uh-huh. Black earth and white bone. Uh-huh. There he is. I, dog man coming. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the dog man. <laughs> <laughs> Champion! Of- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I farted myself asleep. Awake, brother. You didn't farted have to. myself asleep. And then That's when I fall asleep. You didn't happen to grab my dice, did you? What a hero. Not yours, but you can. You can use yours. I have a set. I'm good. Okay. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. We have many dice here. Mm-hmm. Many uh, dice. I will indicate to the four of you, well, Felix, as you join, the five of you that are here before Vorst arrives, none of you have seen a figure like this wooden stick figurine before. You, I would assume, in the same instance, the white chalkiness is depicted of the face. Would connect it. Would connect for you in the visualizations on your father. In terms of the skin, same thing with the orcs. It would look like the same, almost like porous. Like, again, right. if you just, like, fucking handprint slat chalk, that's what it looks like. Okay. like Almost like a, uh, like a, the really rough chalk yeah, mask. Grainy. Absolutely. And right. does it have black eyes as well, the stick figure? The stick figure, no. Okay. It's just the entire face. It looks almost like a handprint. Gotcha. Like, just slapped onto the face. Yeah. Like the, uh... Almost like the orcs from, uh, is it The Hobbit? Yeah, it's Saruman, the White Hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. You had said last time, almost if anything, like, whatever was on it had been, like, smeared, smeared. across it. Correct. Uh, can I ritual, te- ritual cast detect magic while we're sitting here? Absolutely. You can roll right. your burnout die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still a d12. Oh, no. So I guess I'd probably still be reading the poem as he comes back downstairs. Yep. Yep. Do yeah. we do burnout on ritual cast? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll let her resolve that first. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I mean, it okay. takes ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, just the burnout specifically. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I'll say that Vorst, you awake and hear people talking upstairs. Vorst, voices that you know definitively <laughs> are your people. <laughs> <laughs> it's my tail wag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my people are awake. Do you have a tail? <laughs> no. <laughs> And then yes, you may, you may <laughs> ascend the stairs and join your companions. Just because, again, I don't want to remove the possibility for play for you. So, you guys see Vorst again return from... You you come up through the kitchen and then out into the, the opening of the tavern. Just Good morning. Just wave. wave <laughs> so how much I'm of the poem is he hearing right now? I would say that you have read the entirety of the poem. Sure. I would say that you see him approach. It's up to you if you would read it again. As you read it, I will indicate that nothing manifests or triggers or occurs. That we can see? Yeah. 
Well, he read the poem and I arrived, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me! Yeah, the, the statue's just running around. He just, me. He's just wagging yeah. his tail looking at DJ. White boat! <laughs> uh, Raise me first. It wakes people up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, I'll bring Felix down into the, into the common area. Um, so we have a minor problem. What's wrong? Felix, um, okay. Well, I'm just going to stare at Nesgrim. I guess I, I wouldn't ask you that. I'd ask Felix. <laughs> he cannot understand physical speech, and he cannot speak physically. I'm going to say into Felix's mind, since I assume the link is still connected. Yeah. Um, Felix, if you can say something so they are able to hear your attempted speech. Hello? Do I understand him? Okay. You do not. All that comes out is gibberish. Actual gibberish. Yes. Not in a sort of... Yeah, no language, no connection to any language, just straight up gibberish. Um. He read one of Adrian's journals and apparently there were some runes inside that uh, did something to part of his mind Um, he is able to communicate telepathically but otherwise he cannot speak or understand physical speech um I don't know if the ale that we have would be of any help here with its healing properties, but I think it is worth a try. It's worth a shot. I mean, we we it shouldn't be in short supply for too much longer. How long does it take for the to make the ale? It's a few days. Well, it was a few days. Um <laughs> While he's explaining that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to speak into Felix's mind, because I can initiate that shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, perhaps next time you are told not to take the belongings of a madman, you should consider listening. You hear him. You understand. <clears throat> I'll, I'll respond telepathically. Yeah. Hmm? I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. I do not suppose you learned anything worthwhile for your trouble? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some, some things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was worth it. This is temporary. Uh, I'll, I'll be fine eventually. I do not suppose you can communicate the things that you learned at this time? Uh... Uh... If if you if you must know now, yes. I, I can give you the gist. It might help. Um. From what I understand, de- depending on the individuals that the bloodberries are seated in, that their magical properties change, and those afflicted, or uh, I guess you could say seated. <laughs> Um, you can see it visibly on them. 
As and I will gesture towards Vertora. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, as he finishes that sentence, I'm going to repeat those things out loud without saying that that's what he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at him and I'm yeah. just repeating what he's saying to yep. the room. I almost lose concentration on this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> is there anything else, Felix? Did you remember something? Um, more. <laughs> did was that not the point of this? I felt a, a, a presence attack me. All right. It, it, it hit hard. Um. You seem and fine now. It should be noted that I can understand Nesgrim. What? Uh, you mean? You're, oh, you that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, at this point, <laughs> oh. you would like, still be literally translating. I'm yes. just repeating what he's saying to me. Yep. You, you can... hear him say, "I can understand Nesgrim." You can understand me. You still understand Nesgrim. So now seated at the table. Does he does his presence feel different than when I was further away from the stairs? In terms of the location of the voice that you're hearing? Mm, well, yes, and you said it was comforting, right? Yes. He still feels very comforting to you, as though there is some sense of security in Nesgrim's voice. Like a weighted blanket. Like a weighted blanket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I feel Mr. an odd comfort when he speaks. Mm-hmm. That is the first. <laughs> I, For sure. I uh, knew it would work on someone eventually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, Felix, why do you know why you can understand only me? I guess I'm going to translate since... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't have to for him. Yeah, you mm-hmm. understand. You understand. Each other. I'll, I'll speak into Nesgrim's mind then. So I can understand uh, what uh, he says or what? Because well, one if he's translating. So he's translating. Right. He can understand you. And if he speaks telepathically into your mind, he gotcha. can still communicate can, properly. Can Felix use his link into Nesgrim's mind while I have mine yeah, into I'll, his? Yeah, I'll permit the triangle. So, so straight up three way right now? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys three way in the tavern and it's first thing in the morning. It's all coming up, Nesgrim. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna reach uh, around here. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but with everything that you've told us, um, I don't know. Maybe uh, there's, there's a reason I can understand you, despite this. Whatever it is that is. I don't know. Do I feel any sort of anything still attached to me? Like, like you said that when you described the feeling, did I'm... it ever feel like it left? So the feeling of attachment felt almost as though something was holding. So when you hold an area and then release, you still feel that pressure. You can definitively right. tell that whatever was grasping you is gone. Oh no, grasping. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll continue to tell him I, I felt something attack and grasp me um, mm-hmm. as to why I can understand you and no one else um, with everything that Adrian said I don't suppose uh, you're repeating what he said out loud like I was doing yeah I would do that Yeah. Okay. well then um, I'm going to make that association mm-hmm. I, I don't have a complete theory but you're definitely 
uh, linked to something else. I would imagine, or are something else. I would imagine it is either the fact that you have died or your connection to Adrian. Your connection to Adrian is more likely than other things, but we cannot rule that out. You have uh, seen some spooky shit more than once. I have, yeah. I would translate all of that through to Felix, that way he understood what... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I suppose it could be a connection to Adrian in some way. Um, I'm not sure what that might be, though. Uh, if anything, I feel maybe Retora would be more likely to be attached, given that you killed the man. Well, if you are linked to the his master, perhaps, that might have been something that was written in the book of the spooky man. This for sure transcends Adrian. Uh, does it perhaps mention anything about White Bone in the book, or anything you may be able to connect to Retora or I? I will so tell not, you that... Not that I've read. I will tell you not to White Bone... I will tell you about the visualizations on skin. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you had already brought that up, as far as I yes. can recall. So. Yeah. Other so than I'll that, just gesture again to the the marking on Retora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that? Um, it does not seem that this is a mutually exclusive connection, as you seem to have uh, a connection, connection to, that. to this. Mark? Indeed. As well as to Felix in his present state? Now, Felix, I believe you had said something to Yalum Lo, because you were saying everything he said Mm -hmm. out loud, about blood berries being planted in someone? Mm -hmm. And the evidence would be a marking, like Retora has similar markings to what we saw on Adrian. Adrian. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a bridge to somewhere else. Well, that shoots both of my theories. What were your theories? Um, do you know okay. why it marks the host of Bloodberries with that why? He called it a bridge. Is that a word that was in this book? Yep. A bridge so- for somewhere home. else, you said. Somewhere else. Perhaps similar to the basement? I, I will say it said to something else, not somewhere. Something, okay. Yeah. I also don't recall if I've ever even been to the basement, so I don't think I have. I mean, you were aware of the basement. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they did describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you remind me, uh, I must have missed it in a note, when we heard, I can't remember if it was uh, Nesgrim or Retora that yelled, oh, Mr. Ethier. It was me. I thought Mm -hmm. so, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I yelled Um, something else. Mm-hmm. You also yelled it as a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm going to 
Well, that was when to... the Allop was still present. Yeah, this is a, a whole different this thing. This was, your occurrence was after that spirit right. was gone. Um, I will make... So a... I, I, I will make the, the clarification that it is a bridge to something thing. else. Yes, thank you. Um, so I will point out, um, Nesgrim, if you recall, you... Uh, Scream to my name is not really the, the right terminology. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, so that's an end. Yeah. Go ahead. It's all uh, coming up <laughs> Um You uh, yelled, oh, Mr. Ether, in someone else's voice, channeling something inside of you or something you are connected to. I imagine perhaps this is capable of replicating your speech as it was capable of replicating Adrian's and perhaps is why Felix can understand you it is possible it is not you specifically that he is understanding but whatever you are linked with so we must be careful that is terrifying the things that he hears is in fact the things that you say because if something is replicating your speech into his mind, what you say could be altered to Felix. Perhaps it, perhaps it is best that he attempt to repeat something. Not listen to your physical speech, but have Yalum Lo communicate what you are saying to him to avoid any deception. I mean, Felix was responding directly to things that Nesgrim was saying, yes? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I guess I'll start, like, saying what he's saying to Felix so that Felix can acknowledge that, like, no, we were having, like, a genuine conversation back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just making a, a mm-hmm. jump that it's For sure. possible... We don't yeah. know mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's physically Nesgrim that he's understanding. And it could be something that lies dormant until it's like, oh, now's right. the time that I'm Right, if you say gonna... something that it does not want him to hear, right. you, it may skew your words. I suppose that may be a good idea. I wouldn't want Felix to think I was making any untoward advances on him. <laughs> Just because everyone else in the party... <laughs> Um, hey, voice. Felix, or I'll look at Yalumlo. Can you ask Felix what else was in the book, or if that was all that he was able to read? Sure, I'll repeat whatever he's saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So about how far did I make? (laughs) You read the entirety of the book. The entirety. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So, sorry, I'll let him finish first. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, the question was, what else was there? Mm-hmm. If anything. Uh, it had mostly runic instruction. Instruction on what exactly? How to plant the seeds. And berries. I do not suppose you could describe this process? Does it involve drinking dirt, perhaps? I was thinking more that it might have something to do with killing. I will say that in the book, it indicated to you that death is necessary. 
death is necessary. Yes. Not necessarily indicating that killing someone is necessary, but that something involving death is definitively required. I will also hearken you back to what Lady Hartwood's agreement was with Adrian. Planting inside of individuals who were dying. I can't tell you whether or not, because she would not know if Adrian did something and then killed them. Right. But as yeah, far she, as she you, was pointing out uh, to him. Yeah, it's she pointed out, I gave him people who were dying that nobody would miss. I don't know what he did. I just know he said he needed them. This notebook is telling you something associated with death is a requisite in the planting and the harvesting and the growth. Death is necessary. Yep. To plant it, grow it, and so we take have it. we have reason to believe then that bloodberries have been planted into Ratora. That's and the worst. others that potentially uh, the f- fine Lady Hartwood uh, mentioned last night. That makes sense. It is an exchange. Nothing is created or destroyed without an exchange. Nothing is free. This is also similar to what Adrian pointed out about making sacrifices to do the things that he did. He gave up parts of himself in order to create these with death. I will also tell you, Ritora and Nesgrim, you are both cognizant of the fact that Adrian, inside of that circle, when you asked where are the berries, he said they're not done growing. Right. And, and then, then we killed him and then they grew. <laughs> um, they grew, like, we watched them on Adrian actively grow, right? Yes. Okay. You severed his head and you watch them burst through his throat and out of his navel. Ew. <laughs> uh-huh, Sarah? It's like the nightmare of kids eating, like, watermelon seeds. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. It really is, wow. Um, Ritora, perhaps you could give Felix the ale and see if that assists in some uh, way. Nesgrim has oh. it. Uh, oh, the, yes, of course. How much do we have left? Of the bloodberries, sorry. No, of the ale. Oh, of the ale. Um, I mean, you filled a water skin. You don't know how much you need to consume for a casting. Right, and I, I drank a fair amount from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say um, you got about half. John, would you kindly remind me of the? I'm sorry. That we know of. Would you remind me of the ingredients that go into the ailment? Uh, so in terms of the herbs, you guys yes, weren't told... two or three, right? You weren't told the entirety of what goes in. You know that Corrin returns some of the herbs. You know that some of the herbs that are used in the rituals and were also used, again, in the abjuration part of the circle, you know that this is, um, you know, a, a spell that is in some way restorative. Nesgrim, if you would do the honors. Yes, of course. Here you go, Felix. Mm -hmm. Um, Try drinking some of this. See if it maybe restores your capacity for speech. 
I'll I'll look at the water skin and smell it. Mm-hmm. Smells like ale. Yeah, it smells like ale. Still gives off the aroma of ale. A little earthy. And I'll mutter to myself. Mm-hmm. Attempt to, I guess. I I hate drinking. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take a sip. Yeah, just gibberish comes out. <laughs> and then he... You take a sip. How's it feel? I'm going to tell you outright that it will take the entirety of the remainder to complete the spell casting for you. Right, but I took a sip, and mm-hmm. does it feel... doesn't feel like bad. regular ale? Uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like regular ale. It feels nothing nefarious. Feels... Healing and calming. Healing and calming. Mm-hmm. Yup. Knock it back. <laughs> As he does that, I'm going to go, now, keep in mind, that is our supply for... Gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thankfully. Uh, giving you guys greater restoration in a bottle. Yeah. You feel, as you consume the last portions of the ailment, you feel a clarity returning to your mind. I'm just going to kind of drop the water skin and rub my head so the the voices have stopped. Yep. Uh, oh, it's so much better. That's safe. what I'll say out loud. <laughs> now I'm free to eat. <laughs> oh, no. There is nothing to save you now. We got the ingredients uh, to make more. <laughs> did that do the trick, Felix? You hear him. Uh, I think so. And we hear him. (laughs) (laughs) I do not suppose you could uh, lend me your brain for a moment? Uh, What? No. Think you might know more about some things than I do? Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Much fun at all, by the way, because I haven't had breakfast. I detect magic. Uh, We haven't eaten either. I think we were waiting for Vorst. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, so, hold on, Paul, one second. Sarah, I just want to make sure that we don't forget this. You are correct. Mm-hmm. You conclude your casting of Detect Magic. As you do so, since no magical presence is in the area. No, not the, the doll. Nothing uh, from this wooden figurine. Did this happen before he finished the air? I'll say that as you, you gain some sense of awareness that whatever was contained inside of the water skin was from the School of Abjuration. Mm-hmm. But I probably would have gotten that from a previous detection. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get anything on Felix himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, do I you know, know that? that she, sorry. Um, do I know that she's casting? I'm sitting here yeah, like she's, muttering. Yeah, like, she's it's, casting it's the spell for ten minutes. It takes okay. ten minutes. Uh, as you conclude that, I'm just going to kind of look around. Uh, be careful to finish that before Luna returns. You know her rules on magic inside of the tavern. I am not sure if that still applies to us, given our current relationship, but I would not want to upset her, given what she has done for us so far. Uh, So I'm going to direct Felix's attention to the figure, figure, and also I'm going to make the connection to uh, Black Earth and White Bone from the poem, Mm -hmm. and also point out to him that he happened to use the word grasp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In relation to a thing that just happened to him. Yep. Paul, you want to make a history check on figurines? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yes, you do. 
What is the pun? I guess I would also try to think back to uh, in my village if any of the children that I taught had this figure. Uh huh. Paul, I'll mm-hmm. tell you outright. You don't need to now. What? You don't need to make the roll. Perfect. I will tell you that definitively you can recall that the children who played in the Balan Woods crafted small stick figurines that they said were reflective of the spirits of the woods. Now, these uh, they lived in the woods, not in the village? The or? children lived in the village. They would go to play in the play. woods. Yes, and they would bring sticks back from the trees in the woods craft these figurines, and they were reflective of the spirits that inhabited the woods. I don't suppose I know where Seamus is from. <laughs> I will say... <laughs> How long did you know him? Five years? Uh... Five years, and I definitively took the statue from his home. Yeah. <laughs> As you started making those connections, too, I would point out the connection of Adrian pointing to us and saying, Black Earth, White Bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, what I'm referring and to. And the desecrated soil and the widow's whale, too. Mm-hmm. That connection. Yeah, I'm just literally just feeding him into the conversation yeah. that we were having right. while he was upstairs. Uh, so, the, the children used to make those after they came back from the, the Balan Woods. They said that they were the resembled the spirits that they, they played with in, in the woods. Did they ever describe the spirits? I mean, they, they would have given you, again, it's a spirit, it would have an ethereal projection. Yeah. They wouldn't see a thing. They just, as a child, would hear a voice and want to embody it in something. And because, again, it felt like the trees would be the things that were communicating to them, as though right. the trees themselves possessed a spirit, and so they would make a reflection again, attempting With to the branches. Yeah, yeah, they would try to humanize the tree. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they they and, thought that they were the, the trees speaking to them, so they would take branches and sticks from from the tree, and and make them into something like that. They looked similar. As this is described, would I have any knowledge of some sort of, like, astral projection type stuff? Because I imagine I would make some type of connection with what I'm doing with, like, kind of spirit walking, where I'm obviously not physically leaving and going to a different plane. Sure. Would I have any... Not, obviously, I've not seen another person do it aside from Adrian of wherever that actually was. Mm. Would I have any anything that might have been described to me by the person that taught me to do this of what that might look like? Because I, I obviously can't really see like myself other than mm-hmm. the outlines of my arms. Would that match anything that I've seen where these are not like physical ghosts? Like this might be some projection of somebody doing something. So. First, I will say, Lawrence, I was looking for his page. Yeah. Uh, you know he is from Oshwamp. Okay. Uh, Don, I will tell you that in terms of astral projection, not a thing that you would know specifically by that title, yeah. I would tell you that in terms of spirit walking, the old shaman who educated you on the tasks that you perform would tell you that you are effectively spirit walking 
and that that is what you are doing, in which you are walking amongst spirits, attempting to direct them, again, as yeah. you are attempting to do, I would tell you that... I guess the connection, realistically, that I can definitively say should be being made is we just had previously talked about Felix recognizing theoretical manifestations from other planes. So if you're asking about projection, I would more say manifestation. So sort of as if the woods is some sort of crossing between the two planes in which the... I don't mean that. Okay. I mean as if something from another plane can manifest itself temporally in an area. Okay. Not a crossing. Got it. Okay. Sure. But again, that's... Yeah. In terms of what you know, where you go amidst your ritualistic performances, that visualization does not match. Absolutely. At all. No, no, I'm telling you that in terms of what projections, or again, manifestations, you just saw something that I described was a spiritual presence... That's where that I sort would... of matches. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not meaning that like the forest is the river type of thing. Just physically, the manifestations. That's the connection that I'm trying to yeah. bridge. Mm-hmm. So I would connect that those are probably spirits or something being manifested. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, those uh, spirits that you describe, um, along with what Felix has said about the ability for something to project across the planes I have seen spiritual manifestations before as you know I I project my spirit when I walk to assist the others to cross it is possible that these spirits are sort of wandering spirits, physical spirits it is also possible that it is some other being manifesting itself from a different plane, perhaps in efforts to gain some sort of control over people on this plane or to manipulate them in some way. I I am not sure as to why. Um, I know that gods in the past gained their power based on worship it is possible that some other figure also gains power in some way via believers or some something like that I am sort of grasping at general vague concepts yeah grasping particular word can you do me a favor Um, yeah can you make me a history check sure John would I know anything about forest spirits yeah I would say that you're aware, uh, same kind of projection in terms of not so much what he's indicating, but more the idea that, um, so effectively animism, Mm -hmm. the idea that a spirit is housed within each individual thing, regardless of whether or not it is cognizant like you and I are. So you would, yeah, trees, rocks, Mm -hmm. Uh, 10 on the roll. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the the spooky, wonderful 
local legends I gave you? Yeah, I have those. I'd look at those, buddy. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> after Felix explains about the stick figure mm-hmm. and the spirits, and mm-hmm. he says Balan Woods again, mm-hmm. um, A, for the other people that are present that speak Elven that didn't hear the meaning of that word. Balan means divine. Um, divine Woods. I'm going to speak into Felix's mind Mm -hmm. as I then walk him through making some of the connections in the poem between people that are present and Mm -hmm. words that are used. Mm -hmm. Noting grasping and also noting bless as he's now repeated Balan Woods and he and I know some things that other people at the table don't currently know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just ask him if he has any thoughts on if any of the rest of this means anything to him. Mm-hmm. It's up to you, Paul. So, I would make, obviously, um, going back to the stick figures and things, um, nothing malicious ever happened to any of the children that came back from the woods. They nope, all just seemed very played playful. out there. Yes. Innocent um, and playful. Yeah. So, I would... Are, were you saying that into my mind, or saying it out? In very, very pointedly speaking into your mind... Mm-hmm. Because okay. I'm Do you have the other two? making reference to uh, the Balan Woods in a previous conversation that we had that I asked you to keep quiet about. Right. Um, I also say that one, buddy. Okay. That was my thought. <laughs> okay. It's Great. fine. Yeah, I mean, so as far as what ha- what 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 previous knowledge I have that pertains to Yalumlo. And what I know of the Balan Woods, I would assume that that is uh, shockingly different. I'm sorry, Don was asking me a question. What was the sure. question um, from you guys? So, so Yalun was asking me if there's a connection between, if I find a connection between um, the spirits and uh, what the children I'm... are making and what Yalunlo and I know. Uh, no, I'm making a connection to the poem. The poem. The, the line, poem, the okay. line in the poem um, that refers to the blessed, mm-hmm. um, blessed, okay. yes, and drawing a connection between because we're bringing up the Balan Woods again. Mm-hmm. I'm recalling the previous conversation now, literally looking at this poem, okay, and drawing a connection poem. and asking if you see any other. Things that are noteworthy. We literally have a physical rubbing of the poem in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, just give me a minute to look at it. Yeah, you're fine. Let's pull up. While you guys are doing that, go ahead, Don. Um, I have heard <laughs> some stories about uh, legends about the history of this place and this city. Um, it's, that, it's good to bring them up now. <laughs> two that stick out to okay. me based on what we have talked about. Um, the first is uh, there was a man that swears a group of explorers discovered the gate to the realm of the dead uh, as they dug into the ice. Great. And they spoke of a cacophony of voices in agony emanating. Some say they saw figures of shadows. Uh, others saw hands pale and decrepit clawing at the ice, and others saw nothing. This might be similar to the spooky 
shadow shit that you saw in one of your horrifying nightmares. That does connect. It does sound Especially similar. Especially since you died. Yes. I would say that is certainly <laughs> something. Uh-huh. Um, and the other, uh, I heard uh, from a man that entered my shop at some point uh, several years ago of a uh, decadent priest who decades ago was exiled from the cathedral and he journeyed out into the woods of Never Enter and performed an unholy ritual. (laughs) Uh, I have never seen this man again and no one else in the city seems to have heard this story. Uh, And I have brought it up to people before and they acted as if I was insane, so I do not bring it up really at all. Um, Have I heard that one? You have not. Do you remember anything about that man? Oh, history check. And what man? The man who told him about the story of... uh, The patron who came in and told you this story. I I just want to make sure that you're asking about that story in particular. Yes, I assume that's where you are. Uh, 16 on the... uh, You don't need to roll. Okay, sure. No, unless I ask. Um, I will tell you that it was an elderly-looking human. Looked haggard. Looked not, like, sick. He just looked emaciated as though he was poor. Like the rest of the city. Yeah, I mean, again, a nondescript man in terms of why he would know that in particular. It feels almost jarringly innocent in that he just looked like another beggar wandering the streets. Um, and again, I will say he was very old. The classic, you know, balding man with Thin, frail, white hair, very wrinkly skin. Would I have remembered uh, any of his clothing that might stick out as, like, old priest's clothes or anything? As if he's telling me his own story? I mean, he was wearing robes, like old, sure. old gray So I, I might make that connection. You can? I, I will make that connection. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I will describe this... Poor, this poor man uh, in old gray, like tattered robes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very wrinkly white hair that came into my shop. This is not one of the people that I like mm-hmm. sought out during the festival. This was just a patron that happened to come in and talk about this and then bounced. And you never saw him never again. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. Is that unusual in Oshawam? Not particularly. People come and go. Well, go meaning die. You, you know, die. Um, it is hard to say. He was extremely old. Okay. So, it is possible that he simply died. But and you had never seen him before that. Not that I can recall. I have not seen him, um, and no one seemed to recognize him or his story. I stopped bringing it up after quite some time after several people were extremely uncomfortable with the notion of that and seemed to think I was insane. More insane than someone that carries bones around the city, so that is saying something. Um, you mentioned my death. Uh, I do wonder if 
knowing what we do now about the way herbs are created, or specifically the blood berries, mm-hmm. I know Corin covered me in dirt in an effort to help, but I do wonder what mechanism that help took. How, how did it help me? Do you see what I mean? Um, I think it had to do... Are you guys good in terms of your community? I just want to make sure you guys are clarifying what you're talking I, about. I right? haven't. Okay. I was looking through... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were messaging Paul specifically. Okay. You can continue. Sorry. Um, I believe that was mostly due to you having consumed the, the dirt, but... Right. It is possible it was something else. I... This connection seems to go... We, we thought that your connection to Adrian and his interest in you initially was because you had died and his fascination with death was so strong. But it seems this connection goes back to your childhood. Perhaps. Um, I suppose it may. I wonder with if that one story, my parents wouldn't have told me about that at any point. Like, it's not something that I would remember, but would it be something that I was told about? I will say you may make a history check. Okay. How old exactly is Nesgrim? He's in his 50s. Mm-hmm. But, like... He's not what, a young dude. What year was he born? 8,013. There you he go. He is exactly 50 years old. That's sure, probably sure that not relevant. Happen. Yeah, probably not. You said in the There's year... There's no way it's relevant, right? It's half a century? Come on. It's fine. (laughs) Is that history check? Yeah. That's a nine. A nine. I will tell you that the memory that you can recall is brief and fragmented. That your parents would have told you about facets of it, not the visualizations. And you can remember yourself standing in the areas in which you played with other children as a small boy, standing in the snow, a breeze, flaying snow, swaying snowflakes ahead of you, and you see these children picking on another child, bullying him, and you feel this lurching, like a cold chill in your body and your bones. And then And then your, your mind goes... One day I saw some children uh, bullying another child, and you were a child at the time. (laughs) Right. I I was also a child, uh, and I grew very angry. My shoulders kind of lurched forward, and I felt a chill up my spine. And I will also say that you felt tears running down your cheeks, and I was crying. Are you sure they were tears? And not blood? No. Um, You're not sure they weren't blood? I can't be sure they weren't blood. Uh, This is where my memory of what happened cuts off, as I grew very angry and was unable to As if something took over your mind temporarily? You could say that, or... I'm unable to remember what happened after. 
Maybe something prevented me from remembering? That motion he described is the same one I saw when he transformed. Sure, that's fine. Was he mm-hmm. crying at the time when he... When who transformed? When I was, like, t- touching her hand? Or uh, when... That he or didn't the... fully transform. He began I'm... to have some kind of physical reaction mm-hmm. to something occurring. He was not crying. And but, then when he did transform that's... in the vision... In the vision? Yeah. As a child? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was crying. Again, he had heard the whip and his mother looked distraught. And I'll say that, you know, there were the beginnings of tears in Nesgrim's eyes. Baby Nesgrim. Oh, no. I will also uh, remind the party of a description of another person that was given in which they were in a rage-induced state. There is a character that is important that had something pointed out about their visualization changing when consumed by Ah. some kind of fiery wrath. Well, we know Sister Sabrina would alter her form when angry. I don't know how that would connect to me, but that I there is at least a connection there. It seems Could given my two sides of the same coin, like I'm her counterpart, possibly, or well, whatever you are channeling is the opposite of whatever she. We do know. Was her, what was her anger described? Was it a, a righteous anger? A righteous vigor. And we, um, we do know... And I said that she glowed. We do know... This is a description of Sabrina. Awesome. You think? Effectively in praise of her, like, in regards to her... Would what sense. would lean toward her sainthood as opposed to... A description of Sabrina in life. I mean, right. It was still so. Again, in terms of what was described previously, it was in life. Whenever she was filled with a righteous anger, her visage began to change, and she glowed, and her hair went red. That's awesome, Laura. That's an awesome um, We also know, again, this is only loosely connected. Uh, we do know Widow's Whale seems to react to the presence of fire. And we've heard Widow's Whale called White Bone previously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been referred to as White Bone. Sabrina's been personified as fire. I don't. Look at that legend thing again. Um, I feel there may be a connection there. Yes. I I want I want to see you cry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Try to cry. He's not I, allowed to. I don't think you want that, Felix. It's a bad idea. I. The last time I recall crying, I was not able to remember what happened next. Oh boy. Um. I would look at the people. Yes. I'll just shrug. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, are there any connections that you 
can make in this poem outside of the ones that I've been drawing. As somebody who might know more things than me. His connection's dropping. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. It's very exorcism-esque. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the strange jerky motions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Lady Hartwood. Oh. Yeah. Did you catch what my question was? Uh, so I'll answer your question quickly. No. Um, mm -hmm. But I'll dig. I'll think more about it. Mm -hmm. Not off the top of my head. Sure. Uh, I have another legend that might be relevant given our current discussion. I'm going to just recall, say all of the legends that I know in case it comes up. Legend uh, time. Legend. Yes. <laughs> Welcome Everyone, to let's get ready for breakfast. Legend time corner. for the legends I was given before <laughs> the campaign began. In the sky. Are we eating now? Is this, are we like sitting around? I'll say that Vorst <laughs> is a hero and made you guys some breakfast. Thank you, Thank Vorst. For Vorst. I was going to excuse myself and go make breakfast, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> there's too much going on. I was like, that's not important. <laughs> Bad. Um, okay, so the first uh, legend is of uh, Rahela the Sacred Fire. R-A-H-A-L-A? R-E-H-A-E-L-A. R-E-H-A-E-L-A. E-L-A. Okay. Could have this like in a document that we could have on Dropbox or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Rahela the... Sacred Fire. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, a woman with beautiful long white hair, possessing incredible magic power, protected Oshwamp in the early days against the Goblin Raiders and is said to be the inspiration for the Hooded Watcher believed to have visited Ostador and told him to reclaim the lost city mm -hmm. uh, one of the other legends is Azaria the Vigilant a female elf legend tells of her efforts in the defense of my hometown against the orc invasion during the days of the White Howl. What is your hometown? Uh, Haltauno. Do I know what that means? Haltauno? Yeah, let me hop back over. So many pages. <laughs> Haltauno. Speak languages to me, Hal -tauno. John. Haltauno. 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 Spanish for town. The town. Uh, <clears throat> Spelling, please, for... H-A-L... T A U N O. That's not how I had it spelled at all. Sorry, that's my doing. Mm -hmm. I uh, spelled it Hal Town O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the days of the White Howl, which I assume is probably a, a big storm. Or a bunch of wolves. I would assume. A storm of wolves? A, a wolf tornado, perhaps. Wolf Nado. <laughs> Wolf Nado. The storm giveth. The a canine, canine blizzard. Take yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, she and her warriors protected uh, Lithwi Forest, and their traps saved this small town, my town, against this massive army. Do I know what the forest name is, John? <laughs> Give me a sec. They defended the Lithwi Forest? Yes. Um... The next is Edward the Reluctant, an elf which was the first man to return from the Krogage and told of a horrifying creature that lives deep within. 
It lures people with the promise of an ancient civilization long forgotten by the people of the north. And the voice told Edward that it would find him, even in the city, and no walls could keep him safe. And he was found dead in his bed a ten-day after returning to Oshwamp, with no signs of injury or forced entry of any kind. I'll be back. Yeah, he was resetting. Um, The next is uh, Yazgash. An orc woman rumored to betray her people and offer assistance to Oshwamp in exchange for her asylum. Uh, she was believed to assist Ostador in her reclaiming the city from orcs during his crusade. Few people in the city believe this and consider her to have been a captive that Ostador showed mercy because she had a small child. This, to some, is considered his unspoken miracle because many despise orcs and refuse them any mercy. And the last of which I do not know the name of, is a heroic tabaxi man who rescued a crew of adventurers returning from the mines. The adventurers claim they were attacked by horrific creatures, cold and silent. The tabaxi man supposedly lives within the city, but I have never met him and do not know if he is alive. Um, The most important one is Rahela, the sacred fire. The rest are simply stories that I have heard in my time. Uh, so I will say Haltauno is a name that you gave me. Yeah. Never gave me meaning. I always associated with, because you said it was on the river, uh, I associated with literally a town on the river. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me flip through my stuff. And then... Uh, oh, like hell. Wiley River means a winding river. And then Lithwe Forest means ashen forest. I just looked. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, again, it's... I know what the name is designed to mean. I will tell you that I'm going to definitively declare that it just means town on the river. Sure, that's fine. Do I know where these locations are based on my route from home to Oshawa? Far away from you. You would know that it's not in your proximate yeah, area. Yeah, that's essentially yep. what I'm asking. Is, is it yep. somewhere that I would have even heard of outside of him saying it and understanding the language? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know it's not in your proximate area. Sure. Would I recall either of the two stories that apply to me? The uh, the priest that you said no and Edward the Reluctant, any story of such would cross my mind? So the priest predates you uh, in terms of uh, I know the individual that spoke to Don occurred several years ago however the priest that narrative predates your life and you have not been told by your tribe of any man entering the woods and doing something like that mm-hmm. but uh, I would say that there is some sense of Curiosity, at the very least, in terms of hey, some things started to change in the woods around about when you're not certain. Mm-hmm. That definitely seems peculiar. Uh, and then for Edward the Reluctant, um, I would say the fact that he was found dead and effectively seemed as though he was consumed by fevered dreams feels reminiscent. The fact that he heard voices and swore that something was hunting him 
even while he was theoretically safe inside of the city. Uh, yeah. What were you pointing at? I was just sitting, like mentally thinking like like Paul. Okay, gotcha. But yes, uh, that would be what I would say. And same thing in terms of you as a person know your tribe warned you don't go into the Kurgage. Mm-hmm. Do we have Paul back? I'm here. Oh, all right. Oh. Hmm? We can hear you, but we cannot see you. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm? But those are, in terms of the two legends and things like that, those are definitively the things that I would say stand out to you the most. Well, uh, Rahela definitely sounds like Sister Sabrina. The name's almost even rhyme. Um, Felix... You know a lot about uh, patrons that are honored in Oshwamp, right? Uh, in, in Oshwamp? A, a, a little bit. Uh, does the name acceptance mean anything to you? I would tell you definitively, no. Paul, no. It doesn't realistically have anything that would stand out to you specifically. Okay. I would actually tell you that the days of the White Howl uh, are a specific era, almost like an epoch in history, in which... hmm? Like an age? Yeah. Uh, That the days of the White Howl were an early warring time in which monstrous races still rampantly sieged locations that were civilized. Including this one, yep. Mm-hmm. So th- there was an era where monstrous races w- would siege mm-hmm. uh, cities, like Oshwam. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it was taken, but then re- reclaimed. I will also say that the legend from which Don dictated that was specific to his hometown of Haltano that was defended by this woman in the days of the White Howl against the orc invasion. So it By is this woman? So the woman that he was talking about, Azariah, was a female elf that was from Haltano, defended Haltano in the days of the White Howl against an orc invasion. I will tell you that you know it is thousands of years ago. Okay. She sounds like the woman that defended town back in that era. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know too much other other than that. Okay. Um, oh, I was going to point out that I wonder if Adrian's fascination with your death has something to do with either the fact that your connection to the defiled persists through your death or that somehow your soul is trapped I do wonder (laughs) what we know of how bloodberries are harvested now Uh, I did drink dirt from Desiel 
which had a clear effect on making me thirsty and beginning to affect me physically and mentally. Um, I almost wonder if there was the seeds of something started within that dirt and Adrian was able to sense that I had delectable herbs growing within me. You did say you would make a great poultice, Mr. Nesgrim? I, he, he delectable, did. I believe, was the word delectable, that he used. yes. Yes, he, he did say that. Mm-hmm. And perhaps your death kick-started some sort of process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't felt the effects of whatever Desiel... You have not. It seems to me that he was perhaps referring specifically to bloodberries. If Felix is telling us that the properties of the bloodberries can be different based on the person in which they are planted, we know that Adrian was in fact harvesting these berries from various people. Perhaps that is the well nurtured, darling. Flavor comment in regards to Nesgra? That is possible. I wonder if also um, if you do have some sort of seven herbs and spices or berries inside of you of some kind that they did start to grow upon your death but then stopped when you were returned to life. I wonder if that puts them in in some sort of... Nesgrim was dead for, what, like... Under a minute. 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I do wonder if we know bloodberries require death to blossom, I guess we could say. Uh, I drank the tea before I was killed. I wonder if that either stopped the growth of what may have been in me, or... Maybe completed it. You're not branded, though. Correct. That is true. Right. So not Bloodberry specifically, but it, it could Something. be. Something. Right. Okay, so the thing I'm going to point out to you guys is you're making a correlation between two different people attempting to do the same thing. I never said that those two people were doing the same thing. Uh, let's right. find a like theory yeah. craft on that idea, but I will indicate to you that there was no implication whatsoever that what she was doing was comparable to what he was doing. Right. Sure. You drank dirt, mm-hmm. and then you were charmed, and you went towards her. That's what I'm going to point out to you. Nazgrim, Retora. Yes? How quickly did the plants, the berries, grow out of Adrian? Almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So if there were any inside Nesgrim, they would have grown almost immediately. Mm-hmm. If it were bloodberries, yes. The I other herbs grew out of his navel as well. So, I mean, all yeah, of the true. ones that... The true. three that you required, Fleshwort, um, oh. Mordane, and oh. bloodberries. Oh, all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two grew out of his navel, and the one grew out of his Gross. neck. Gross. Yeah. The blood, the flesh, yeah. the death. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's very literal. Yeah. Yeah, really people, gross. people give those names to plants all the time, though. It's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Corin was responsible for collecting those herbs for growlers, correct? 
Not those. Not those. Not those. That, that was Winter's Whale well only. He right. gathered ones from different areas. Right. But we do know that those are needed for ailment. Mm hmm. Those specific ones, are they for ailment? Or are they Not for the Not those, those for specifically. The, the one that okay. was correlated was uh, Flesh Ward. And again, that was why he said he went into the mausoleum. Right. Well. Might I remind oh, some of you that the, uh, the plants and herbs that you were searching for before were seen through fever dreams outside of the mouth of the Kragage, growing from piles of dead bodies. Mm -hmm. That is true. And uh, if Corrin was finding them in the mausoleum, they must be connected to dead bodies in one way or another. They require death to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether... It seems that death is intentional or not. Or at least... Mm -hmm. <laughs> seems to me that grew, perhaps it's always intentional. They grew on... Oh, when he, I love this. Oh. When I killed mm -hmm. Adrian, it prompted... His death prompted the growth of the berries. That doesn't explain why I was branded, though. Theoretically, the seeds were planted. What'd you use, Sarah? Oh, it's a stupid dagger. <laughs> it's the bone dagger. Oh. Which we burned. Uh. Uh. Uh -huh. so, so, so you used the dagger? She used his bone dagger. He tried to get Nesgrim to use it. Uh -huh. Right. I, I remember you, you told me that, that he tried to get Nesgrim to kill him, and then you did. You think that perhaps this mark has something to do with the dagger? Uh, or, or maybe something Adrian did with the runes that he used? I, I didn't see... The room. Is that the hand? Maybe. Hmm? Is that the hand you held the dagger with? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do not suppose that this dagger would have survived a fire. It was bone. Perhaps. Now that it has been some time, that the fire would be still going. Would we want to it return there? Probably not during the day. Definitely do not want to, to return to the scene of the crime. If it gives us answers in regards to what is going on with that mark, it would be I... better than having no answers at all. The Lady Hartwood did imply that the building would be acquired. Taken care of. Maintained. I imagine House? if she has anything to do with the acquiring of that building, that it would not be much of a stretch to re-enter. How secure was the building? Adrian shot, you mean? Yes. If I were, say, a spider. <laughs> are or, there any cracks under this Are there any cracks? Yes. 
I mean, I would say you'd be able to crawl, crawl your way back in. Welcome me. <laughs> Come home. Technically, you'd be welcoming her. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Water's fine. The Shop is still fine. open. I could go check it out. I'm mm-hmm. the only one who can open the door. I, I don't think you should go alone. I believe I've opened the door before. You what? I've opened the door before. I think <laughs> oh, the front door. The basement door. <laughs> oh, yes. I've opened the front door. <laughs> yes, there's a doggy door. Inside, but you are quite a bit more obvious than mm-hmm. I imagine she is thinking. There's no doggy door. I can't get in. <laughs> Got a scratch. <laughs> I cannot speak to the safety of this location, but I cannot speak to the safety of the mark. When we did open it, smoke poured out very rapidly, and we did have to close That the was door. hours ago. That is true. Well, Perhaps uh, Katora, what's, what's scarier, a fire that's still going, or you being attached to something else? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the mark is growing? It was smaller when I got it. Yes. Um, after the events of <laughs> last night. <laughs> the hand-holding. The <laughs> grasping. Look down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do not suppose it would grow again if there were more occurrences. And I do not suppose it would be helpful to know if that is the case. I don't know that I would be willing to do that again either. I, um, I don't want you to do that again. I don't again. think he would fare well. I think we got very lucky. We I might think, be saying farewell. <laughs> I think we do not have very many avenues through which to acquire answers. It would be a shame to wait it out and find out that it is potentially worse than we fear. I would like to get rid of it. All I'm saying is that the better we understand it, the better we understand what nurtures it, the more likely we will be able to search in the right locations for answers. Unless... Can... What if... Arthur may also have answers. I don't regarding want some of our questions, including perhaps the identity of this strange man. He does pride himself on knowing the goings on in the city, who the players are, and what information is valuable. It is possible that he will know more than us on certain topics. I think there is a way we can ask him certain questions without revealing the complete nature of what we are asking? Only if Nesgrim keeps his mouth shut. I will do, do my have... best. I did not do as well in that regard. <laughs> I do have an idea to test uh, the hole. Um, when I grabbed Retora's hand yesterday, I was also casting a spell. Uh, Alright. If one of you would be willing to cast a spell toward her hand, we can determine if it was me or the spell that the mark responded to. 
I'm just gonna grab her hand. Mm -hmm. Does it respond to me at all? No, you don't feel any difference. No, like, chill or anything how you had felt previously mm -hmm. when you contacted her hand directly. I have no reason to believe that this is connected to any of the rest of us in any sort of way. Perhaps not to you, but to magic. Touch uh, the hand. I don't think that's a good Why idea. Not? Did we? Did I would associate the last time I touched the hand, or the hand, Rotora's hand. <laughs> the hand. Uh, it's no longer yours. <laughs> I would connect that to my memory of my childhood, right? For where? what? Uh, when I saw the kids getting beaten up, the other kid. The I would same connect chill sensation right. in your body. Right. Um, and I would connect it to watching you murder your mother. We can test the magic theory quite easily. Because um, we I, did I, see it respond to magic while we were fighting Shadow. But it that connected was, me to the magic. Yes, that was specifically connected to the Shadow. I'll, I'll pull out a, you know, one of my random bones that I have with me and cast light on it and hand it to Ratora. Sure. Take it in my hand. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I cast Shillelagh on my I mean, yes. Hmm? I would actively know that my magic doesn't do anything in connection to her. Correct. I can tell you this is... It's transmutation magic. Mm -hmm. As well as some ancient magic that I am unfamiliar with. Okay. I'll take my bone back and put it in my pocket. So Our, it's clear it is a connection between us, then. I would assume so. I don't want to risk you turning into... No, I, I would not want to risk that either. That would put everyone in this room and potentially others outside of this room at risk if I did that. Almost like a, a lock and a key. Perhaps. Yeah. Since you are clearly containing something Some... horrible. Though it seems from... You said that you've felt that sensation watching another child get harassed? Uh, bullied, yes. The... Are there any other circumstances that you recall? Um, not that I can think of, no. And in, in I mean, the, I had, like, death of parents, didn't cry. Correct. In the vision, his mother was being whipped at the time? That he... There was the he didn't see yeah. whip. definitively her get whipped. Mm -hmm. He heard the sound of a whip, saw his mother wince... Mm -hmm. And he flipped the fuck out. That is chronologically how the mm -hmm. vision went. And then he heard stomps running away from him. It seems... I, I want to say it seems like this transformation is... Defensive. I, almost. Uh, I would say so, yes. It's based on your inherent need to protect. Right. Um, I, I do... The... 
One thing that Adrian has said to me comes to mind. Uh, he once said, Hark, the seraphs, hark, lest the seraphs cry. Or hark, lest you court the seraphs cry. That's the it. seraphs cry. Right. Court is the important word. You do quite a lot of courting, Mr. Nesgrim. I do. Um. <laughs> uh huh. And something's courting you. And when was the last time you cried? Was it when you were, were a child? As far as I can recall, yes. Mm-hmm. Just one tear. Felix, I do not think that's a good idea. Into Felix's mind, I will say. Perhaps if you nudged him. <laughs> I'll laugh audibly, and then I'll nudge him. Yeah. Uh, Nesgrim, you feel a sharp pain in your mind, and you take one psychic damage. <clears throat> um, Felix, I... I... No, I wouldn't know Felix did that. You have no I? idea he did that. I'll just reach for my head and go, um, no, I, I really don't think that's the best thing for me to do. Are you okay? My head hurts a little, but yes, I'm okay. All right. Good. Uh, uh, if you don't want to, then, then you don't have to. Uh, I, I, it's, it's not me I'm worried about. It's you and everyone else. Then is, isn't it better to do it while we're in a c- controlled environment? I think it's best if he not do it at all. I would agree with Fratora. Are you saying that you trust the word of Adrian? He was not exactly the most forthright with I, answers? I definitely do not trust Adrian. However, I... So, I saw if he advised against perhaps there is merit to ignoring that advice Adrian seems to almost lure us into these traps he's dead now and still Yes, and the last time that he lured one of us into a trap, that someone did as they were asked. And? I was not the one asked. Were you not? No. Adrian asked me to kill him. I mean, they told us everything that happened. Was she not asked? You guys were both offered the opportunity. The initial request was of Nesgrim, but you guys were both offered the opportunity. Right. I I will say this. Uh, if you all are prepared for the consequences and what may happen, I suppose I can, but understand that is... I will summon my blade. Mm-hmm. I will stand up and mm-hmm. move back. Where is Luna? I guess that... Vorce knows that they have business outside of the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps we should not do it here, though. I don't want to risk ruining the tavern. But again, I am doing this reluctantly, and only if everyone is on board with it. I wouldn't want to put someone at danger who's not put someone in danger who's not willing to be. Do we have a safer location that happens to be 
as discreet as our current? No. Would I know the storage area in the basement at all? Not Corrin's room, but like... You have your room down below the kitchen. Uh, I don't want to bring them in there. My bedroom. (laughs) Where I keep all my my room. Um, A doggy bed. (laughs) I suppose we could do it in Adrian's shop. Not not in the basement. That that is the worst thing. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing I've ever heard anyone say. Creepy basement. We could do it in my shop. No one goes there. I'll tell you that your shop's a tent. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's a tent. Goodbye, tent. Multiple tents. (laughs) It's still a tent. Um, It's fabric, Don. I know we were told never to return to Corrin's. I do not want you to cry in the fucking vine basement. If your tears hit the earth, I, the tavern might explode. The vines are Let's also... not do that. The vines also want payment for what I took from them. Yes, if you remember, they were trying to eat your legs. Right. Yes. Her legs. <laughs> Her legs. <laughs> so. You know Luna better than the rest of us? Is there somewhere here that we could conduct such an experiment? I'll say that the best location in terms of what you would think that they would be okay with is here because other places their sanctuary needs to be maintained. And my room does it have a solid floor? Like it has like floor floor, not like dirt floor. Mm-hmm. I suppose we could go into my room. Or Nesgrim's room, if he destroys it, they don't like him anyway. That's very true. His room is on the ground floor. Okay. You guys stayed in a room upstairs. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I do need to make sure that everyone is... Cool with watching me cry. ...willing to go through with this. Is everyone ready for this? I'm going to film it. Are there children here? <laughs> are there children in the building? I don't think no so. No longer in the tavern, no. Okay. okay. Uh, they've, been, they've been taken elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It will be okay. Mm-hmm. Ethier, are you comfortable with I this? I am okay with none of this, but I fear we are running short on knowledge and we are going to have to prod at certain things and take a risk. If something happens and their lives are in danger, I will not hesitate to act. That's fine. I would understand. Um, I would ask that in the event that I begin to attack any one of you, you do your best to restrain me um, and kill me if necessary. I prefer it not come to that, obviously. Uh, But if it does, I trust that you all will make the right decision. Yes. My biggest worry would be Ratora being close by. I agree, perhaps. The two of them being connected, this could be the I, catalyst needed to I do agree. something. Don't cry into her hand, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I, fine. Ratora and I can be pretty far apart. I mean... I imagine that Ratora wants to be there to help. 
if the need arises. Yes, uh, I would hope she, she would she, be, she, but... She shouldn't make contact. Obviously. Yes, she at, at least ten feet away, I think. But Six they feet. are able to contact one another as long as it is not that particular spot. Give me your weapons. Mm-hmm. Take off all of your clothes. <laughs> Your armor, your not armor. your clothes. Your That's clothes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll hand over my... <laughs> we could look for markings. Well, gotta so perhaps check most, uh, most of your clothing, so yeah, that way you, you can look for markings on you. Inspector Felix. Felix. So I'll, I'll put... Check Nesgrim, you say? Felix checked. Yeah, uh, I, I also could use a good checking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. My I, battered I do shield and sword down on the table and begin stand to around in a room. take off my armor <laughs> and start yeah, laying it out on the, the table. See how many spots as he's taking his armor off? You see no spots on Nesgrim. Yet. I'm going to pull my shirt up and do a spin. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the way off. How are the abs? Not bad. Does this back show anything at all? See no markings. I'm only 9% satisfied with you guys. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I'm gonna... Um, If everyone is ready... So close. (laughs) 11%. Nice, nice, nice. nice. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, uh, Are we doing it elsewhere or here? Divorce room? Okay. I suppose we'll go to Vorst's room and begin there. Do you need to clean anything up before we go to your room? It is your private quarters. I would not want to intrude. Excuse You can follow me down. Let me go in and rearrange a few things. Of course. Lead the way. We walking. Yeah, he leads you back towards the back end of the tavern, uh, to the area behind the counter, and opens the door and leads you through a small kitchen. Uh, again, it's not very large because Leo magically makes the food, so it's not like they actually <laughs> need a tiny. kitchen. It looks like it's false. Yeah. It looks like they do some kind of basic necessity cooking here in a pinch, uh, as though they. It's here for city codes. Correct. Effectively, <laughs> they need to keep up the impression of this being a legitimate. Yeah, it's a toy kitchen, Luna. You're correct. <laughs> Leo just stands there with a little fucking Fisher Price like skillet, like I'm doing oh, it. Like the plastic chicken leg. Yep. <laughs> um, nom nom nom. Who's that friend? That's incredible. <laughs> no. uh, so you have to tell me how you made plastic, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll get there. Yes, Sarah. If. I mm-hmm. cast something that requires a saving throw, mm-hmm. and the uh, person... Can a target choose to fail? Yes. If they're in control of themselves? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I was I was gonna... I assumed that that was possible. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yes, if the person is in control mm-hmm. of themselves, they can choose to not resist. Perfect. That's my problem. So, uh, Vorst, we... Lead them to the kind of trap door that descends down, almost like a you know the attic doors that you can open up and you can go down and we'll say you can move and rearrange whatever it is you want. Your room is your room. I'm not going to tell you what you have to have in there. You don't tell me what to do. It's my room. <laughs> Just show me. Damn. You're not my, you're not my no father. No allowed. You're not my boss. My dad. Shoveling dogs under the no mattress. Dogs Nothing is uh, John. Yeah. Uh, uh, not even trying to hide it. I'm gonna cast uh, Ikalakisa on her again, or on, on him. Him. Got it. Uh, strength. You got it. We descend uh, down into more. How big is my room? I mean, 
say about this size. That's why there's ample room for you guys to all stand here without being shoulder to shoulder. I'll collect up my bedding and push my bed up against the wall so mm -hmm. that it's now standing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that we have more floor space. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to block the door with a chair. <laughs> yeah. They're just on the floor. Mm -hmm. No frame. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no box spring, just a mattress on the floor. The no, it's got a canopy. It's really nice. I was <laughs> leaning up against the wall. That's where it says no girls allowed. Yes. It's, it's, it's a pillow fort. <laughs> oh, it's Grimdar's collapsible bed. Correct. Y'all are Yeah, that's exactly. And, uh, that's immediately where we went to the repopulating uh, bed. I'm going to reach into my component pouch and just put my hand on my blade. Uh huh. Well. Would, uh, Sword at the ready. I can, Thing in the glove. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can uh, conjure plants. What? <laughs> Nothing. Is Malo with me, by the way? No. Okay. Malo was released. Got it. I can conjure plants to restrain. Mm hmm. It fills a 20 foot space. <laughs> I'm assuming this is smaller than a 20-foot space. It's not will restrain everybody. It would restrain us all. <laughs> I mean, We're we could resist here. it. I would ask that you not. Well, uh, I mean, if she cast it while we were outside of the room, while he was the only one in... Yes, it, it would, would only be difficult terrain for yeah. you guys as you entered. Mm -hmm. But I would be uh, fully restrained uh, if I, mean, I didn't yes. resist. Yes, mm -hmm. correct. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think we, we should fill the room with vines. It's fine. They're safe vines. They're not. They're, they're Sarah's not, they're vines. Ma they're magical vines. Yeah. I, I could I hold like the... him. So or cast Sarah's safe vines. <laughs> Hang on. Cast, <laughs> your, cast your spell, Sarah. <laughs> Put it through the hand. Uh -huh. I do have rope. If you would like to attempt to restrain me with rope, that might work better. What weird kink are we descending into? <laughs> to let's go tie up Asgard's doorstep and make him fucking cry while we all watch. <laughs> I pull out the camera. Oh so we I'll sell the circle up on him and we are going to beat him. <laughs> I'll hand over some rope and I'll go, um, if you'd like to bind my hands, perhaps behind my back. Is this a thing that happens normally, Mr. Nesgrim, or I wish. Nyvara gives off a one. quite strong presence. Yes. She does. <laughs> You're very lucky Luna is not here. Um, she would hit you. You she might would. be thrown out. She would. Before we commit to this, mm -hmm. a thought just crossed my mind of perhaps... Felix, you were able to understand Nesgrim. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... Adrian was able to assume that there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. Correct? Uh, me? Yes. yes. If we do this, my only fear is that it could be some form of a beacon. I'm willing to accept that for answers. I, I, I need to know. It is understood what that you need happens? to know, but... I... The thought of releasing a beacon that would bring... something... There is already a connection. our... We are already... Residents. I imagine if it functions as a beacon, that it, it already knows. We are already being watched. I think it knows, if not 
due to its connection with Felix, its connection with Nesgrim, I think whatever this is knows where we are and who we are, especially me. I, I don't see this making that worse. It might make something else worse, but we do need answers. Well, Single tier, don't ham it up, Nesgrim. Uh, <laughs> just the one, please. That's fine. No. I'll hold Nesgrim. my hand behind my back and wait for them to tie me up. <laughs> Alright, so we'll, we'll begin to tie him up. Uh -huh. um, I'm going to tie communicate up, with Nesgrim telepathically. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to, to grab you. Don't resist. Consent, mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 Mr. Nesgrim. Welcome, uh -huh. me. <laughs> so we get Nesgrim to consent to the grasping vine man. It's fine. That's fine, I suppose. Grasping. I mean, I could make also if grasping vines, but we've decided not to do so that. So he's tied up and he's being held. If it'll protect you all, I'm. It's like triple and, advantage. Oh, oh, well, I guess after we tie him up, we pull him to his feet. Uh huh. I'm so ready. Uh, are you are, are you almost ready ready to cry? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have to ask. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Oh no, <laughs> my master. Thank I you, sir. May I it. have another? Couldn't help it. Sorry, your and situation is John far is enough the away from I'm going to start rubbing my eyes. Oh. All right, well, um, if you're all ready. Yeah, I'm going to stand, I guess, at the opposite end of the room. This is... Yeah. I'm uh, going to shatter a single tear. Him, and I'll put myself between her and him, as per my concern. <laughs> okay. All right, I will place myself in front of Nesgrim, and I'll... I guess I'll put my psychic focus to Mastery of Force, and I will outstretch my arm... And grasp him. Yep. I'm gonna stand back by the door and yep. activate ne necrotic shroud. Welcome me. I knew this was a bad idea going. Oh, I rolled the twelve. No burnout. Thanks. You all are standing here in Vor's basement. Nesgrim stands opposite end. Felix in front of him, and you shed. A single tear. What would you think of to make yourself cry? That's what's important. Mm. Uh, I suppose it would be my father's death and how that ended. And you think back to seeing your father laying decrepit emaciated on that bed falling apart the man to whom you admired and protected you for so long and as you think back to your father a memory flashes before you a memory of the vision you first had of your father of his face the gaunt pale visage the tears that welled in his eyes and you hear your mother's voice ring out almost in your mind in your memory your mother saying will cry in your stead 
and you all watch as tears well up in poor Nesgrim's eyes, haunted by all these ghosts from his past. And as the tears well up in his eyes and begin to fall down, you watch him lurch. And these horrifying, bony skeletal structures burst out from his clothing. All of you are within 15 feet. Please make wisdom saving throws. Within 10 feet. 10 feet. And it's charisma. If it's for the effect of the spell, it's charisma. it's charisma for you. (laughs) Correct. Charisma. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Why? My wisdom is plus six. Is it a charm? Okay. Okay, that's fine. It's a 10. 10. 16. 14. 9. Paul? 8. DC is 14. DC is 14. Everyone below a 14. You're frightened. You stand in horror, resolved against the terror that you know embodies itself in your friend, and you watch as he, tears swelling up, pouring down his face now. DJ, make a wisdom saving throw. It's a six on the die. Oh, Oh, God. That's an 11. You all hear as Nesgrim begins to sob, kind of awkwardly woven in through his deep breaths. You hear a different voice echo out. A fallen king will reclaim his throne! Including me? Having passed that, or is that just the people that failed? Everyone here. Got See, it. Literally saying it. He's, yeah, yes. Okay. His literally. vocal cords are making these noises. I would not recall this, probably, but we'll find out. We'll find out. You hear this voice as Nesgrim's face just tilts downwards, tears falling from his cheeks as he sobs uncontrollably. As though... Not necessarily indication of a possession, more just a man overwhelmed by pain. And you see his shoulders kind of slump back down. Sarah, Mm. make a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) In the thing. (laughs) That's a good one. That's good. Um, That's a 25. A 25. Damn. Damn. As you see Nesgrim sobbing hysterically, you feel this overwhelming instinct. The bond between friends pull at you emotionally at first, Mm -hmm. and you find yourself stepping towards Nesgrim, Mm -hmm. despite this fear that chills you making you almost petrified. Well, I, I wasn't... Oh, I, you, I fa- you pa- I passed that. You right. passed. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, still. Mm-hmm. So I'm really not afraid. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 
afraid for my If anything, that almost friend. makes more sense to me now. I'm sorry, I thought that you failed the saving no. throw. Uh, yeah, I mean, you in this sense of concern for your friend, step towards him and recognize not necessarily the danger that he presents, but the danger that you present to Nesgrim and drag your foot back along the wood and stand here the ten feet away from Nesgrim as he sobs. Is there any... Would you like to look at your hand? Yes. You turn your palm and as you do amidst the dark in that vacuous void see what looks like snow falling as though you're staring into a globe as though a top-down view of a snow globe descending does not leave the space contained within a thing you've never seen before is it you say a thing of it's is it not similar to my druid craft like, when you when you concentrate and conjure the predictions for the weather, yeah. yes, it looks very similar. However, when you conjure that, it's, it's above. space above. Mm -hmm. This looks as though it descends into your hand. If I touch it, does it still feel? Do you want to touch it? Yeah. You touch it with your other hand. Mm -hmm. As you touch it, you feel this harrowing chill at your fingertip that was not there previously. Is it still making contact with my skin? Your finger? Yeah. Yes. As you touch this, you hear a voice unfamiliar to you sing out in your mind this beautiful yet panicked female voice. Save my son. Please. He does not deserve this pain. Is it... I, I heard his mother's voice from the vision, Correct. Right? Is you it would, that? You would recall, since you were present in his vision, that it sounds similar to his mother's voice, mm -hmm. begging you for help. I... You hear the labored breaths of what sound like a woman beginning to sob, begging for help for her son. I'm trying... Do you say that aloud? Yes. You all here in the area hear Ratora just say, as she stares at her hand, I'm trying. I'm going to look out of the corner of my eye towards Ratora. Mm -hmm. Do I see this thing in her hand, or do I just see still a black? You all just see a black space in her hand. Uh, I'm assuming tears would be welling up in yeah. my eyes at this point. You see Ratora begin to cry as well. Also, this lasts for ten minutes, or until I end it. So I'm just going to let it run the course. And mm -hmm. So you got ten minutes with Edgy Nesgrim. Um, Edgegrim. Edgegrim. <laughs> do Frightens break concentration, or is it a roll? I would say that it will not break concentration in this context, because you were prepared. 
Saving okay. throw is still the saving throw, but it does not specifically uh, break concentration. Okay. While standing uh, in front of Retor, I want to spin around and kind of, as she's like starting to cry while touching her hand, I'm just gonna like kind of put my hand underneath of her hand and be like, "What is it?" I. Can you see it? I see nothing. There's, I see. And you're still making contact with your finger. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just touching it like it. I guess it would just look like, like this, like me, like rubbing at it, trying to. Sarah, as you gesture with your palm towards Force, mm-hmm. you see, in this vacuous circle, a small boy walking in a blizzard amidst the trees. Oh yes, DJ. (laughs) I thought it was Benjamin, it was me. You see him looking around and you see his face suddenly stop. He looks only a few years old, maybe six. Mm -hmm. You see him stop and look and he reaches his hand outwards. You hear him yell the words, Stop! Leave him alone! And you watch as this little boy falls to his knees in the snow, gripping at it, almost pulling the snow. And you see his shoulders lurch, and these horrifying skeletal wings burst out from his back, ripping his clothes from him. And you hear the cries of other children echoing in the distance as this small boy on all fours lurches forward hurriedly out of your vision. And then you hear the cries of children in the distance. Their panicked screams. And you just return to seeing snow falling in your palm. A glimpse to a memory. I, I, I can't hold him much longer. Does he even seem like he's struggling against being held? No. He's standing completely still. He's standing. Still. I mean, he's he's sobbing still yeah. hysterically. Yeah, the lurching stopped after the wings sprouted. And Correct. He's, You're other just than crying. Sobbing, mm-hmm. He's still. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Felix as he says this and just put my hands on his shoulders just to steady him somewhat. Sure. I'm going to just try to move my shoulders around and see if I still have control over my body or not. You have absolute full control of your body. I'll announce that. Yeah. Like, I... You can speak. It seems as though I'm able to control what's happening. Um, I would leave me bound. Please do not unbind me. Uh, but it's good to know that I'm able to retain some control over what's happening. Uh, upon hearing him speak, do those of us that failed the save feel any less frightened of him? Yeah, I would say it's that... Almost like a humanizing effect to what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys yeah. are no longer frightened? That momentary lapse of 
is this still my friend has now been answered for you uh, while he's still being held I'm gonna walk over and walk around behind him and look at the wings and where they came where they're coming out of his back right in the area below like his scapula so if he were to stretch his shoulder blades out the wings of your actual shoulder blades, it looks as though they kind of, in a crescent moon shape, form the outline of the scapula and burst outwards. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Is he bleeding where they came out from? Like, do they look like they broke the skin, or do they look like... They look like they broke the skin. It's like Wolverine. Correct. Um, how do my hands look? How do my hands look? I'm going to look at his hands. hands. Look at his hands. And you see that his hands almost... While they are down at his side, elevated against, you know, the, the sides of your legs, parted out slightly, you see these tips of what look like black claws where your fingertips once were. So they come to a point. Not nails. They look almost like shadowy manifestations. So instead of instead of your fingers actually being replaced, it looks as though some energy bridges out from the center of your hand up each finger pointed. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. That is edgelord stuff right there. (laughs) That's like 14 Net years old DeviantArt OC. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. getting real. Uh, Leave DJ so alone. Assume, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. I'll assume that a minute has gone by now and my grasp ends. Yeah. Look at them yourself. Yeah, you can look down at your hands. Like I said, you have full control of freed right now. Yeah, you oh, have full yeah, you're, you're, you're still, No, you're still, you're still tied, tied up, but, but he's not, not, you're not being restrained. But I had my hands tied behind my back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you could still turn them. Oh, yeah, I guess I could get them out to there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'll look at them and go, um, that's not good. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to use the blade, and I'm going to cut the ropes off of them. Yeah, you sever the ropes. I'm going to say into his mind, it seems that Adrian was bluffing. Meanwhile, I'm still standing. Staring, staring at this memory. Tears. Mm-hmm. What I know about what I yelled right as this was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but what I yelled about the Forgotten King. Fallen King. Fallen, Fallen King, King. Reclaiming his throne, that was not me. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. I, I it don't was know. not in his voice. Correct. Oh, oh, in, I don't know. I thought you were referring to you. Oh, not in no. your voice. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So I. It seems as though there is some connection between this and. DJ, make a history check. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four. Are there? Four? We need different okay. dice. I have a plus zero, so it's a four. I will tell you that your parents told you fairy tales long ago, and something about that sounds familiar. You're just not quite sure what. About Fallen, Fallen King. King. And it could be a bedtime story, but a fairy tale that your mother used to tell you before you slept. Um, my mom would 
tell me a fairy tale about a fallen king, but uh, outside of the name, I know nothing about fallen kings. I don't suppose that's something that Felix or any of us in the room. Yeah, would I would I know anything about the fallen king or? Well, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the fallen king first. Okay, you may make a history check. In terms of, again, you guys would all colloquial have different folk tales and different fairy tales that parents would have discussed with you. I'll let you each make a history check. Do I get one of It's a one plus five. So a six. Oh, Paul. Yeah. Oof. Ooh. Six. I'm still. I'm. I'm not thinking. My. I'm crying. Mm. I rolled a one. Rolled a seven. <laughs> seven minus one. Six. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Am I able to repeat it or no? Oh God. We rolled three okay. sixes. With the die. That's. That's real bad. Murder. Uh, Lawrence, I will say that for Yalumlo, you can recall that one of the Akorum was thusly named. In terms of what each Akorum has a title, Mm. one of them was nicknamed the Fallen King. I imagine. In terms of what you know of the narrative surrounding the Fallen King... It would be a spirit that houses a royal figure, royal not in actual title and owner of land, but royal because of deeds done Mm. in ancient time at the dawn of man. Um, I guess I would start talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine using as much <laughs> language that how it would relate to me mm-hmm. because that's I imagine how I would think about it. Yes. So I'm sure that um, you know, you and I will have to come up with some more language. <laughs> yeah, let me pop up my uh... I would vaguely get it. So, I mean, I would definitely use the word Ikoram, mm-hmm. so anybody that wasn't present the last time that I brought that up, it's a word you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wanted to do another history check. Um, comparing Nesgrim's appearance now to that of, if I know of any other things like him. I, I can't remember if we specified if I did or didn't. I know we brought this up a long time ago. Uh, I will say that immediately what would be called to mind is the shadowy projection in his claws would be equated with the shadowy projection and the physical manifestation of what happened to Adrian as far as the skeletal bony processes that project out of his back. I will say that that is not something that would relate to a thing that you would have studied. And I assume there is a, like a hanging lantern in here, either on the wall or the ceiling or something. Something that's casting light. We're not in darkness. Yeah. Um, am I able to determine if Nesgrim's shadow matches his current form? 
in terms of with the projection of the claws and the wings. Yes. Effectively trying to discern whether or not these are illusory or physical. Not necessarily illusory, but I'm I'm gonna make like a general assumption of of Ethier kind of connecting shadows of people as kind of like an extension of their soul in a sense with the light and dark dichotomy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to determine if his shadow whether that's an accurate statement or not, mm-hmm. is visibly reflecting how he looks currently. His shadow visibly reflects how he is currently. Cool. Has anything changed? Does it still snow when I... As you're still looking mm-hmm. at it, you still see snow. Mm-hmm. You still hear the cries of children in the distance. You still hear a woman's voice pleading over and over. Save my son. Please. I feel like at this point Retor is crying more than Nesquim was. Um, with me ho- still holding your hand, I'm going to take my hand and put it over top of yours so you stop fidgeting with it. Because like at this point you're crying and just kind of playing with the spot in your hand, so I'm just going to... Also intensely... apparently it's, it's causing you some issues, so I just want to make that stop for you. Well... Uh, Does, do I stop hearing that when he covers it? Yes. Does it feel cold to him? No. Um, how many thrones would I associate with the word throne beyond the one in that poem? Based if on, any. Based on you? Just based on general experience. One. That's the only one. Correct. I'm gonna say it. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't think I should sit oh, in that shit. throne. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a bad thing. I told you I was very excited for this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we literally <laughs> fucking did it. When grasping vines hold fast oh, for Oh, my God. On the throne. No. <laughs> I am a chair. <laughs> well, because Paul had me wrapped up with vines. That's where my... Uh, I am not you up with vines. I grasped you. You are the grasping vines. You are the grasping vines. We have that labeled as Paul. Yeah. So we were wrong. It's me. Mm-mm. No. The no. grasping vines are... Arbitora. No, I'm the black earth. Mm-hmm. You're black the grasping vines. Thing. The grasping vines are you. Paul is you physically grasping you. Nesgrim. I was not physically grasping him. Again, well, I understand that, Paul. It's You need to recognize the, that the symbolic metaphor of grasping right. the throat. Well, hold yes. on. The literal line of the poem is grasping vines hold fast. And you did, in fact, hold him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that would make me the... Th- throne Mm-mm. or the thing that that would make the th- thing that's being reclaimed the throne I did say the fallen king shall reclaim his throne right a fallen king shall reclaim his throne I don't know what any of this means I'm very <laughs> confused mm-hmm. I'm very upset perhaps the throne is all of this. Suppose throne could also mean rightful place. Place? Power? Perhaps? 
if the fallen king is an Ikoram, as I believe it to be, then perhaps it is a manifestation that is this throne. Um, perhaps throne is capitalized? Yes. You're still near him, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I will say that in your gloved hand, you feel centralized in that location, a writhing agony comparable to when not in possession of, you feel now despite possession. Mm. Exclusively in that spot, though. I'm going to unglove my hand. You unglove that hand, and you see in your hand that turquoise gem shining a pale blue light. Want to describe these hands for the other three people? You see Yalimlo's hand ungloved for the first time and see that it is frozen black, almost frostbitten, withered and decayed. Holding this strangely eerie illuminating turquoise gem looks almost like a shard of ice fractured hardened splintered perhaps you're saying pain as if it weren't present correct I'm gonna back away from him and see if that wanes as you take steps away from him that pain in your hand subsides I'm wondering if throne is not used literally in that poem. Um, If you were to think uh, throne is a place for royalty to rest. Do you still have your blade out? Mm Mm-hmm. While you're there as well. Sorry, I forgot. Your blade is out. While your blade is out, you see the runes along the bottom of your blade almost swirl with a bluish flame emanating out from them while you are near him and when you step away those as well dissipate um does Nusgrim smell any different dog man (laughs) I'm going to say no uh you might get the sensation of a theoretical, like, a heat emanating out from his hands, but in terms of an odor, I would say there's no alteration in his odor. Um, I've been told before, or heard in a vision, uh, this clay is faintly a prison. Um, If the throne is not a literal chair possibility is there for me to be what's referenced by the word throne um with what you were telling me about the fallen king in terms of what i know mm-hmm. would i associate throne or a word that might mean throne or something akin to that with if i even know mm-hmm. uh what it would be 
the manifestation of power of that particular spirit. Akin to how... Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say that... That original rule was a 19. I don't know if that's... I will say that the Acorums, because of how they uh, present themselves differently with Mm -hmm. each as an Enzo, each one manifests it in a different way. Sure. I would say that the trajectory in terms of the visage that would be reflective of what you would associate with the fallen king Mm. would be... The presentation of silver hair as a defining feature. Sure. When he mentions the part about um, the throne and tying it to like a a grave, um, what were the exact words that you used? That it, it, I was basically tying my physical form into being the throne. Sure. Would I make any association with, uh, like, not coffins because they'd be made out of wood, but like maybe gravestones or grave markers that are made out of clay of any kind? When he maybe mentioned... made out of stone. Okay. Uh, th- throne can also mean. A position of power, um, you know. Uh, trying to think of the best way to explain this. Um, for example, like when you're referencing the royalty, you would say the throne, not the king and queen. So perhaps the throne is not meant to be a literal thing, but more of an idea, uh, similar to the idea of royalty. That would still work within the poem. Halloween. Sure. Could I associate his silver hair with a crown? If you want. I don't think that that's unfair. I think, do we? Was Nesgrim's hair always silver? I think we asked this question before. Or what, is it silver from age? As you see him in a, as a boy, yeah. his hair is silver. Silver. Uh-huh. Even, I mean, obviously as a baby, he would have been bald. But you see him, baby, baby mostly hairless, with thin mm-hmm. white wisps of hair mm-hmm. that would look akin to early silver. And then as a six-year-old boy, you see his hair silver. Um, when you were describing earlier your personal history, mm-hmm. uh, you, DJ, sat at the table and referred to your parents as human-like. Mm-hmm. Did you, Nesgrim, say human-like? I would know they were human. I don't think I would have you any would reason. believe they were human? You yeah, would, I would Did believe. you say human or did you say human-like? I, DJ said human-like. Nesgrim would've probably would have just said human. 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 Okay. I guess Nesgrim knows he's not human. Now I do. <laughs> I mean, Nesgrim has known that he yeah. isn't human. You introduced right. yourself as a Bossomar, so... Mm-hmm. Right. right. That could have also been a DJ failing rather than yeah. a Nesgrim introduction. I, I still think it would be something that your parents would have told you mm-hmm. and would have 
described to you that you were different. You were in an area in which all the children are different. Right. At some point in your life, you would have asked, why am I here? And, and then, they would have called you that. Not really dictated to you what it means. And that has been why your quest has been, I want to understand what this means and right. what I am. Right. Um, perhaps I am royalty of some kind I don't know over what or why um, I just want to examine Nesgrim's person sure. I want to examine his characteristics yeah I mean you can describe what you look like uh, silver hair uh, about 50 years old pale gray eyes uh, I guess now big skeletal wings. <laughs> uh, big scar on my neck. Mm-hmm. Fun claws. Oh yeah, right, the the fun black claws. Yep. Big meaty claws. Mm-hmm. The filed black claws. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I, if we're all done with our observations. Do you feel anything? Do you feel them? Do you feel your hands? I squeeze my hands. Yes, I feel them. Do they feel any different? They feel like my hands. Mm-hmm. Do I feel different emotionally? That's up to you. I can't tell you how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel sad, but... Instagram? Yes? Could you hold this for a moment? I'm going to hand him my sword. I suppose. Reach out and grab the sword. Does it burn? Why, you're just slow <laughs> blinking at me, John. I don't like that. That's not slow That's blinking. That's not slow blinking. You're right. That's, fast That's Morse code. <laughs> Wish I knew Morse code. You hold out your sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you do, you watch as the flames along the brands at the base illuminate, exuding this pale blue hue <laughs> and this chilling bluish gray smoke (coughs) exudes out you offer it to Nesgrim Mm -hmm. and you reach out I'm going to make sure the stone is further away from him as I hand it to him and you grab this blade as you take it in your hand you gave him a weapon you feel this anger and resentment directed at it. At it? Yes. Stemming from somewhere residual within you that you can't associate why you have this feeling somewhere in you that whatever this is it's wrong. I I don't want to hold that any longer. I'll dismiss it. I don't, there's something, I don't like that. <laughs> um, I have a quick question. Sure. The scar on his neck, mm-hmm. does that match the width of this blade by chance? It was the bite marks. No, those oh, were there the, was bite the bite marks, marks okay. from the vampire. Okay, got it. I wasn't sure if there was like a separate one. Okay. I, that okay. sword makes me very angry. I've not known you to be super angry or very or at all angry 
I, I've never seen that sword before. I couldn't place why it made me so irritated. But it... Stay uh, away from it. Yeah, I do not like that sword. I will say, you hear in Kubalo's voice, in your mind, this faint, growing whisper. It sounds distant at first, as though carried on the wind, and it just says the word, wicked. So the sword doesn't like him, he doesn't like the sword. I'm gonna put my glove back on. And I'm gonna walk upstairs. I don't think I picked the uh, twig statue up earlier. I'm gonna go get that back and put it in my back. Mm-hmm. You guys watch as Yalomlo puts his glove back on and ascends the stairs. Well, I guess if we're all done here... Uh, I'm gonna take my hand back from... Mm-hmm. from Forced. The Mm-hmm. And I'm not, don't. <laughs> I'm just taking a single step towards. <laughs> towards. Towards Nesgrim. I will immediately move in the path of Retora and Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. And okay. look into her eyes to make sure that she is in control of her actions. You see no indication otherwise. Okay. Retor, I, I do not think that's a good idea. I'm not coming any closer. I'm gonna move myself um, back around. Can you so hold your hand up again. for me? Palm toward me. What do I see in the black spot? As you hold it up in Mesgrim's direction, you Force see... and Ether are both in front of me. You're both in front? So yeah. you would be holding your hand in between them or like over in front of them? like Because, again, they're yeah. taller than you. Like over there. So you hold it up over their heads so this way the palm is exposed towards Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. You extend and elevate your hand, hovering it over the shoulders and heads of Ethier, and forced in the direction of Nesgrim. You, looking into this, see Retora's face withered, sunken, pale, emaciated, stained with chalk, as though a hand pulled over one part of her face. Fingers, obviously lines, over her eyes, her nose, half of her lips extending down. You see a circlet of decrepit, gnarled tree twigs around her hair and you see that her eyes sunken are black without a pupil and you see her face contort in this twisted smile towards you my king do I hear that at all? Welcome home. I am not your king. Oh, yes. Okay, so I can communicate with it. Cool. You are. I can do that. What the heck? And you see it smile and its head rotate back. 
Who are you? Who? And you see this other hand come up. It's her hand. You see again the skin pale, withered. And as she holds her hand, you watch as chalk marks follow down the lines of her face. A queen. And we will conclude there. As I would recount all of that to everybody as I saw it, I would describe what I was seeing. Is that right? Uh, you John, know? would I see just the black circle? <laughs> Always one secession. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. All you see is a black circle. Thank God. All right. <laughs> John, please. Uh, say it so. Well, thank you guys for watching. Uh, I'm actually cursed. <laughs> If you're new here, make sure you follow so you can find us again. You can check out our website, notgreatrpg.com. We have text recaps of all of our campaigns, uh, as well as they get turned into podcasts and get put on YouTube. So if you're looking to catch up or find something new by us, uh, that's a good place to check it out. We stream three times a week currently. Um, We'll be live next tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time for Princes of the Apocalypse in our post-campaign fun times big battle epilogue. uh, epilogue. Um, So yeah, thank you guys very much for watching tonight and we will see you next time. Good night, friends. Bye, friends. Goodbye. Bye.